Just like, someone kind of cute just walked past my desk and I've been sitting for a long time. <laughs> oh, daddy! Oh, daddy! <laughs> Puts it down and goes to the washroom. At the farm, you I'd be drinking so much coffee. <laughs> So, so welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. But yeah, welcome to the podcast, episode two. Grizzden, uh, Grizzcast? Is that what Grisden, we called it? Grizzden, Grizzcast. Yeah, you guys probably want to put the mic in the middle for now. That's what I've been saying. That's what he's been saying. Uh, so yeah, episode two. I'm your host, Jordan. Yes, I said host. We are going to try something new this time. Um, we're going to try kind of a host and guest format for this podcast. Uh, last time, it kind of... It worked well, but uh, le- led to me and Robert kind of awkwardly bantering back and forth because we didn't know who was going to take the lead on some things. I didn't think it was awkward. Well, you're always awkward. You're 100%... Awkward is your natural. Yeah, awkward is your natural habitat. Uh, so we're going to try the whole have one host and two guests, kind of the host leading the discussion this time. See how that goes. It might be more awkward. It might lead to more awkward touching and conversations. In the podcast, well, you already you tried. Run. You're so the- you already tried to grab Kate Upton over there. Um, inside joke, if we don't add that into the final edit. Uh, so yeah, I'm your host Jordan. Today, with me today, we got mostly disputed wrestling champion of the Grizz Den, Robert Kilmartin. Thank you. Hello. And uh, perpetual water boy Lloyd Hildebrandt. Hello. Yes, those are sports references because today is our sports podcast. How are you guys? Man, I'm doing great. We were here last night. I felt like I never left. Went home, had a quick sleep, and uh, back at it again. For those of you who missed it, we had a great games night yesterday. Played some Boulder Dash. What do you mean? Had that basic bitch starter pack going on. Uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Got uh, playoff basketball today for like you know rec, rec league, but this is first round. Uh, first round, yeah. First round playoffs. Good stuff. I'm doing good as well. Just. Uh, Recovering from a trucking trip last night and doing good. Good. Good to hear. Awesome. Um, I don't know if we have any much to banter more before we get into the podcast. We do. We could do a lot of bantering, but um, you know what? Actually, I, I, let's let's get straight to the not the ending because I think it's it's relevant for for not necessarily the podcast, but what's going on in the real world. All right, let's do it. So. Uh, for those of you guys who do yeah. or do not remember, um, we we got like a little thing where basically I'm going to read an article. I'm going to read like an article title, maybe like little snippets from the article. And these guys are going to have to guess whether this is a real article or it's a fake one that somebody make as fake news. So uh, you guys are familiar with the Oscars. They happened, you know, about a week ago. Yep. You've heard of the movie The Shape of Water? Yep. No? Okay, Lloyd hasn't. Well... Um, this is the, the, the title of the article. It's, the Shape of Water would have been less popular if she'd fucked a dolphin, reports guy who once fucked a dolphin. <laughs> so that's, that's the article. Do you guys want to ask, you know, you can ask some questions about it if you want. Uh, do you, it boils down to, do you think this is a real article or a fake article? Where was this guy from who wrote the article? Yeah, like, what's his credibility? Is yeah. he, like, a movie critic or just, like, yeah. some homeless guy on the street? Or is this just a Twitter well, thing essentially, that happened? Essentially, the way that they do it, it's it kind of, like, it sort of sounds like they're interviewing a guy who, I think, he's, it says that he fucked a dolphin in the 1970s. <laughs> so this... Yeah. Yeah. 
he had sexual intercourse with a dolphin named Dolly in the 1970s. So this puts this guy at like at least He's a self-described zoophile. 40 years old minimum. Well, probably older. Older. He didn't probably not do it when he was a baby. <laughs> Wait, I guess 50? Yeah. It would be like minimum 50 plus. Well, remember 1970 was 48 years ago. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh 60 plus. 70. Yeah, my math's not on today. It's to me it's still the year 2000 and we'll get into that when we talk about sports. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well. Um Dolphin in the 70s. I'll, 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 actually I'll tell you just I didn't I haven't seen the movie. Uh, have you seen the movie? No, I have not seen the movie. I've seen a trailer for it. It didn't really Basically for for Lloyd and the the audience, it's about like some woman, I think she can't speak. She's mute, I believe. Um and she falls in love with this like a uh, man who's like half fish, half man, sort of, kind of like old Greg. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I think that they do have sex, and it's like really like taboo. Like it's like a love story, but it's really it looked weird. Yeah, what I was. <clears throat> yeah, it's like supposed to be a serious movie. It's not like a comedy, like you said, yeah. old Greg. Um, and why were like where is this article like, or where is this person saying this on? Like, is it a news article? Is it like yeah, his Twitter feed? Like, what's the well, this, uh, well, like it, like the quotes, like you don't, yeah, you, and you're like, yeah, just say it's if, because obviously, if you tell me where it's from, it could ruin the game. He's, he's like there, like it's a direct interview. Okay, with the guy. direct interview. Okay, that's all. That's what I was asking. Okay, um, I'm going with true on this one, just because it actually does make sense with the way you describe the movie. Yeah. Um, like it's relevant to the movie. I'm gonna go with satire on this one satire? just uh you know we have two people here today we have one okay. one answer for each of us so okay so we got uh i don't know if you this is the answer you want to give but uh lloyd is correct it's a true article um which makes it all the weirder yeah. i guess i don't know how this guy isn't in jail but yeah no he uh guy had sex with a dolphin in the 1970s he basically criticized the film saying that like it's funny because he does say at one point uh that he's more, he's more attracted to the dolphin than the guy in the movie, and he said, "Well, I'm not Elisa, which is the main character," and yeah, it just sounds like a weird dude. And he said, "I'm sure a lot of good, I'm sure a lot of the good liberals who criticize me for making love with a dolphin love this film because the hero was a featherless biped. If the asset had been a dolphin, it wouldn't have been anywhere near as popular." I see. I I mean. I think that if the movie was about a woman having sex with a dolphin, I don't think that it would have won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, but, like, his argument then basically, like, if you take it further, he's just like, wouldn't people then want, want to see you having sex with a human then? If you're just trying to, like, say that this creature is more human-like than a dolphin, that's why people enjoy it better. Wouldn't people just enjoy it better if it was a human that she was having sex with? Maybe it's, like, all furries that went out and saw mm, Maybe. That's who it's appealing to. All right, so but point true, true, true article. point for Lloyd. Put that on the scoreboard. We have a running total. I don't even know, remember if we got it right or wrong last time. Um, I, I think, think you got, got it right. I, don't know, I was gonna say I think you got it wrong, oh, but I, I don't know. Who? Right, somebody's wrong. So exactly. Uh, so we're gonna move into the sports part of our podcast. Um, uh, what we did because we can just banter about sports, what's happening in the sports world, which you guys can feel free to do. Uh, Toronto beat Houston last night Ooh. in a good potential uh, NBA or NBA Finals matchup. Uh, came down pretty close game to the end. If you guys want to comment on it, you guys can. If not, that's it was good. 
Daniel told us not to ruin it for him, so as long as he doesn't hear this podcast by the next hour or two. Well, I it's not going to be going up right away. I know, I know. So, I mean, if this is where he well, finds out the, the score. Like, it spoiler was, alert. <laughs> spoiler alert if Trump you haven't seen this probably a week ago. Houston Rockets. They beat them, and it wasn't – it was – the Raptors were everything that they were supposed to be. Like they, yep. like they're all stars. You know, Kyle and Demar were playing. You know, great. The guy, like their their bench, like the guy, the unsung guys are coming in. Like Malcolm Miller. Like I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably like, who the heck is Malcolm Miller? Malcolm Miller at one point scored seven points in a row for the Raptors. He went on a little personal run and and just everything about the game. It was like, man, this is what they decided they wanted in the off season. They wanted to move the ball. They wanted to like you know, get everybody involved and they wanted to like be hard to stop because you didn't know who was going to hurt you. And that's exactly how they beat Houston last night. All Toronto had to do was shut down, you know, CP three and James Harden, not shut them down. I mean, James Harden scored 40 points, but you know, you could go into that game. It's like hard to prepare for the Raptors. Yep. I agree. Um, yeah, no. I could go on and on. You can, yeah, definitely go on about lots of Raptor games, but that's yeah. just one of, how many games they play in this season? 82. I was going to say 82. It's the same as like the NHL, I think. Yeah. Um, one of 82 games. Portland also beat Golden State uh, last <laughs> night, which is my team. So I'm happy about that. Uh, CJ McCollum was the leading scorer in that game oh. by 30 points. And Damian Lillard had 28. So good scoring matchup. Back, back uh, yeah. I guess Steph Curry injured, not playing. But that being said, Portland did beat a Steph Curry uh Warriors team two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So they're they can... crushing it. Number three seed in the West. Nine in a row. There are nine in a row. So yes, we were just uh, <laughs> last time we did our podcast, we recorded yeah, it, it and then um, realized that uh, or my computer died after forty five minutes of our recording. Uh, so this time, I just wanted to make sure everything was working before we really got into the whole podcast. Um, cause that would suck to have to do it again. And it also makes us feel like we're not naturally talking when we already went over everything once and then we have to rehash everything again. So just want to that. So that's why there was a little glip in the matrix there. Um, and we shuffled be, around to pick up audio your, better. That could be your thing. You could say glip. Glip. Glip, 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 glip. Uh, so if you're watching this YouTube video, uh, on our TV, which maybe I'll do a picture in picture, maybe I won't. Uh, I have... We're going to go through some YouTube videos, best sports video games of all time, just for shits and giggles. Uh, you might see one that you played as a classic as a kid. Played as, as a played kid. As a child. It was, it was a classic. A classic yeah. game you played as a kid. The classic kid-child game that you played. So, like, sorry. Yes. Uno. Uno. NHL 95. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, so, that's going to be on. It's not going to have rash. volume, so it's not going to be overpowering <laughs> our video. Um, we're probably going to forget that there's YouTube videos on, and something random might come up, and... Hopefully it's not too inappropriate. Not that we're any better than inappropriate things on YouTube. We already, I already said the F word. Like yeah, we times. already. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Zanya. Um, but yeah. So for the sports podcast, uh, we have some a list of questions that we've all kind of prepared um, mm -hmm. to go through. Ooh, John. Already on our first one, John. Or the first screenshot, Super Mario Strikers. I know that's John's like classic favorite game. I think he won uh, a lot of slap bets. A lot of slap bets, especially on Kelvin on uh, yeah. Super Mario Strikers. I think that was the only time that I lost a slap bet, mm. but I immediately traded something to get my slap back, so that was good. 
Nice. Oh yeah, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. I like. Uh, that's a classic. So yeah, I apologize if you're not watching the video and we don't put this in picture in picture. But to go on a tangent here about sports video games. Um, but did you guys like like playing sports video games that for a sports that you didn't really like? So I just saw wrestling on there, and I'd like I'd be more inclined to play a wrestling video game. Than when I was to actually when I was younger, oh yeah, yeah, than yeah, to actually definitely. like wrestle or watch wrestling. I guess wrestling is yeah, kind no, of like I, a, not a pickup thing. You I don't do. think I'd watch wrestling unless like there was a two hundred fifty pound man, you know, sitting on a remote control and I couldn't change the channel. That would be a scenario that would never happen. Never. But uh, no, definitely like I played golf video games. Yeah. Don't really like golf. I played lots of wrestling video games with Tynan actually. Yeah, lots of stuff that I would be way more inclined to play on a video game. Because there's no, like... Well, the, the great thing about video games is there's no, like, um, commitment level. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, and you don't have to play it for a crazy long time to get good at exactly. it. Exactly. You can, like... Most of these games, you can become, like, you know, I guess a level of, like... A, you can play as a professional, and you can be okay at the game in, like, half an hour. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, so, kind of... We'll kind of segue into our question. That kind of relates to our first... Oh, section B of our first question. But we're going to go around. What is your favorite sports, and why is it your favorite sports? I'll get to the second part, like, after we answer the first part, if we want to do it that way. Or do you guys want the second part as well? No, you can just do one part okay, at a time. You want to start? Well, my favorite sport would definitely be basketball currently, uh, just because of how much I play it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, for me, it's, like, no surprise. I think, like, everybody watching this show uh, would probably know that mine is basketball. And, I mean, a big part of that is just, like, um, like, basketball is this interesting combination of a team sport that like you know everybody is like important to what's going on but it's also this amazing thing where like one guy can like really take over mm -hmm. uh what's happening on the court and so it's it's got both aspects it's very much team but also very individual um you know like heroics i yeah. guess yeah. Kind of like, just to bring it back to the game last night, the Toronto Raptors versus Houston, where Toronto is very much so a full team. Yeah. Their starters, mm. their bench, the full team, they'll beat you as a team. And then Houston was more so James Harden and Chris Paul. Yeah, definitely. Individual yeah. players. But it's got both, which is which yeah. is like and one of the amazing things. And both teams are quite successful. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Um, actually, yeah, right now, my favorite sport is basketball. That being said, if you... Yeah, so unanimous decision. Basketball Ooh. is the best sport. <laughs> We've um, turned them. That being said, though, if you were to take, like, a snapshot of, like, a 12-month of, like, what I like, it would probably be football, like, would dominate it. So here's for me, and this is not just for sports. But I'm realizing this, like, with music as well. I only can really focus on, like, one thing at a time, one, one topic at a time, one, like, so for sports, one sport at a time. So from like September to February when the NFL's on, that's what I focus on. It's right. all NFL. I don't really follow basketball then. Uh, I don't follow any other sports. Once the Super Bowl happens, then I like to fill that void of sports being there um, or no sport or football being done. I'll pick up basketball. Some years it's hockey. Some years it's basketball. This mm -hmm. year it's basketball. Um, I think that has to do with two. There's more people in the Grizzden who watch basketball so it's like when we just hang More out connected yeah we can connect and talk about basketball uh whereas the year is like i watch hockey i no one really talks about hockey in the grizz then um we can talk about you know matt sundin steve eisen yeah. and, uh... <laughs> that's for future questions in this podcast so hold those <laughs> back um but yeah so it's just more connected talking about uh basketball um and then like when basketball and hockey season ends and the summer comes it's i don't like 
really watch too many sports because not a huge fan of baseball. Um, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch baseball, especially. Um, CFL, it just kind of, I kind of find it funny because CFL, like I like football, but I don't overly follow the CFL. I find it hard to get into. I don't know. I don't know I what always, that is. something that I want to watch yeah. more of, but like I never do. Yeah. I don't know. Every time I, like, I think I want to watch it more and then I watch it and then I just, every time it's just, there's too many turnovers, not enough long drives. Yeah. It's, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It's not the same game. Um, which is fine. It doesn't have to be the same game as the yeah. NFL. Um, but maybe if my expectations are t- like a f- what football is in my mind and then watching CFL are two different things, then it's hard to maybe follow. I don't know. Yeah, I guess if you just sort of accept this is a different sport, then you'd probably be like yeah. more interested in watching it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So right now, basketball for all of us. Um, so the second part of the question I have here, um, which is we could probably break down and this be maybe a good flashback into people's lives here for a little <laughs> bit uh what was your favorite is it different than your favorite sport growing up and if so what was your favorite sport growing up and why well for me my favorite sport has changed majorly twice growing up as most canadian kids it would be hockey because mm. saturday nights you're sitting in front of the tv the old cbc exactly shout uh, out to the cbc yeah listening to don cherry and just enjoying that, and it's Coach almost like a whole family affair. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, the lockout came, and I never played hockey because I lived too far away from the home, the hometown. Mm-hmm. So since I never played it much, and the lockout, you realize very quickly that, like, oh, I'm, I'm not very interested in this sport. And then all of a sudden, soccer became something <laughs> that was my favorite sport because I had an exchange student who loved soccer... I started playing soccer. It's can we a make sport a, I could play shout out to Hun Lee? Hun Lee. Hun Lee. Hopefully this gets to you in South Korea and you don't have to VPN it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he has to grow his fro again. That um, was always amazing. Yeah, so soccer. Yeah, and then it became soccer. And then throughout the years, since I'm tall, I just became better at basketball than I was at soccer. So I played it more. And then it just transferred into being more about basketball that's fair enough that makes sense actually i have a sort of almost a similar like um progression progression along the the time like when i was young same thing canadian kid uh watched the oilers you know played hockey and then when actually was when the lockout season in the nhl happened that was the same year that my that i had to stop playing hockey just too expensive we Mm. had the new arena in bozier uh, lots of siblings, so my parents were like, okay, like we cannot afford to put everybody in hockey. So I remember being like super, super upset and sad that particular year. Um, and when you know, when, then when we came back, it was just like not a big deal anymore. And so I think for like a long time, I didn't really have like a favorite mm. favorite sport. But I played, you know, um, I played soccer. I would play volleyball in school. I played a lot of badminton as well. Um, and then I started playing basketball in grade. 10 and even when I started I was not really that interested or liked it but when we went to Nigeria um I had like an opportunity we had like this uh concrete court a couple kilometers from our house so like um pretty much every day like me or John or both of us would like take our motorcycle go down to this place it was called like the how was it called it was like the arena sort of and they had a soccer field a volleyball court and a basketball court John would usually play volleyball or soccer, and I would play usually basketball and sometimes the other ones. And this is like the first time in my life when I was like one of the better players 
on a court that I was playing on, right? Just because, like, you know, a lot of, not a lot of people play there. And so when I had that opportunity to be like, oh, man, like, this is a lot more fun when you're sort of good, relatively good in the game, then that sort of changed my perspective on basketball. And we came back to Canada, like, um, it was sort of like my thing. Like, that was like, oh, man, like, I'm a basketball player. Like, this is what I'm interested in doing. And I was it like... It became ball is life very quickly. Yeah, me. exactly. I was, it was ball, ball is life. And um, then in Beauxjolais, like, I was like, it was sort of like the thing that I could do by myself, like, you know, shooting around, like, dribbling, like, practicing. That was something like just sort of like, okay, I can, like, turn off, not turn off my brain, but I can do this. This is my thing. Mm-hmm. And that that's a big, you know, that's a big deal, especially for a teenager, I think. Yeah. No, totally. Um, yeah, sweet. Uh, for me, it's the same. Like, I think most Canadian uh or especially white Canadian uh, <laughs> people, if you're growing up near a rural town too, um, you like hockey. That's just kind of like the it culture of it. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I played, started hockey, um, I think like kindergarten or grade one, like very young, like the first year you can join. Um, when public skating, like as like early as I can remember, almost walking. Uh, so hockey, yeah, definitely. I uh, played it until um, grade eight or nine, I think grade nine is when I stopped playing hockey. And that was my, probably like the only sport that I really paid attention to on Mm -hmm. my radar, um, was the NHL. Um, and even like past the NHL, like other leagues as well, um, that play hockey, which I wouldn't like do now. Like I wouldn't follow minor hockey leagues. I don't really follow, actually I do follow other football leagues. Um, XFL. Yeah. XFL coming back. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so hockey growing up, um, I think like to go back to the thing where I say like, I, for me, it was only like, it's easy to follow one topic at a time. I think like hockey too, like there's that idea of, um, what sport you like, because you can see yourself, like you said, like have a, or I think you said it, maybe I wasn't paying attention to you at all. Wow. Um, <laughs> that you like have a dream of playing it, you know, like you yeah. see yourself going somewhere with it. Um, so I think for most, like a lot of Canadians who play hockey, they kind of like, oh, I'm going to make the NHL. I'm yeah. going to go big with it. I think that before I was like nine years old, I think that I legitimately thought that like, yeah. I'm going to make it to the NHL. And then like nine or 10, I was like, maybe I won't. And then by the time I was like 12, I was like, I'm definitely not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm the same way. Like once I kind of dream went away, like I still played it for a few more years. Um, when I realized it's like, Hey, I'm not going anywhere with hockey. Like I like playing it as a fun sport. Um, I took it less serious and then it's kind of hard playing a sport when everyone else in the culture though still has that mentality mm-hmm. or not everyone, but a lot of people in the sport have a lot that mentality. Of people hold on to it for a long yeah, time. Yeah. For a longer time. Um, and that just makes it almost like I like competitive games and I can be competitive, but when it's like every single time people are like stressed about the like competition of it and like winning or losing, not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying like I didn't care about winning, but I didn't like if we lost a game, like, maybe if it was, like, a heartbreaking loss where it's, like, they scored with, like, three seconds left and won the game. Like, yeah, I'll take that home with me. But if it was, like, we lost 5-3, sure, I'm upset, but half an hour for the game, I'm not even, not even thinking about it yeah. anymore. Kind you got of some idea. pizza and you're fine. Yeah, you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, as soon as you've eaten, yeah. gotten rid of the hanger, you're good. Exactly. So, yeah, up until about, like, yeah, grade <laughs> nine uh, is all about hockey. Um, unlike you guys, the lockout didn't really change anything for me from, my, like, a hockey perspective. I still liked it um, afterwards. Uh, but then, yeah, once grade nine and I stopped playing hockey myself, like on a team, um, I stopped really caring about the NHL as well. Kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, from there, yeah, like Robert, I picked up some sports that you don't maybe necessarily watch as much on TV, but were available through school. So 
Uh, volleyball definitely became a good interest for me. Uh, I picked up lacrosse in grade seven, and that kind of stuck around for a little mm-hmm. bit too. Um, but the culture is still similar to hockey. hockey. Like it's a lot of the same people too. I think like that yeah. played in our in our town. There's a lot of the same people who played hockey, played lacrosse. Um, so yeah, and Which then is still a blast to yeah. to any like if you're like ten years old and you're somehow watching this podcast. First of all, like ask your parents, but uh, <laughs> second of all, like play lacrosse. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, like uh, one of my one of my like all time like some of my best sports experiences were from lacrosse, definitely. Yeah, I feel like lacrosse would have just upset me with all the slashing and having long twiggy arms. Yeah, like I had like bruises all Constant the time on my bruises. biceps. Yeah, yeah, but it was worth it. Like, and then I loved it. You get to like I don't know if you did, but like the culture of like not wanting to wear as much equipment because it's restricting. That was me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's like <laughs> I could wear all the arm. Band or arm protection equipment, but then I can't move as easily and I can't shoot as good if I'm wearing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take them off, and then you get slashed out of that game, and then it's like the worst thing in the world. Also, I played one game where, um, you know, like in your jock strap, like the, the actual plastic part can like fall out, obviously. And I'm yeah, sure yeah. this happens to other people playing sports where you pack it, you think you packed it, but the plastic part fell out before you packed it, and then you just have like the cloth just which, the cloth which, which doesn't, doesn't really help. do anything yeah i played one lacrosse game like well i didn't even put the cloth on because obviously if it's not going to do anything like what's the point of even more than that um which was the scariest game of my life oh my god and i actually ended up blocking a shot like in my thighs <gasps> which i like never really happens in lacrosse that often like you don't really block shots too often um with your body like no you stick. don't want that yeah you don't really it hurts want it. like nobody's yeah. i did it twice with my knees the knees oh yeah that's so painful um, but anyways, yeah, scary, scary moment. No. Um, but yeah. I would have been diving on the floor before taking one in the thigh when I'm not wearing a jock, that's for sure. Yeah. Cowering oh, in pain. Yeah. And it, fear. I would have been down for a long time. Um, but yeah, in high school too though, that's kind of when I started, uh, watching NFL and NCAA football. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I got into football, but like we played football at lunch and stuff like for fun pickup games. Yeah. But there's no really opportunity or easy opportunity to play like actual organized football. Um, especially if you don't live in Winnipeg. Yeah. And even if you do live in Winnipeg, it's not really um, that accessible as like hockey, for example. Yeah. Um, there's limited teams and it's more competitive to get into um, from my understanding than hockey is. Um, but yeah. So then in NFL, I like I started watching soccer in high school. Um, I remember like Premier league. Well, the 2006 World Cup. Was oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's like a moment that it's like, I didn't really watch soccer before that. I watched soccer after that. Mm-hmm. Was that kind the of... Spain win? No, that was no, a, no, that was a World Cup final where... Um, oh, where the headbutt. Zidane, yeah, headbutt. France, yeah, yeah, France, France and Italy. In Italy, yeah. yeah. Italy, yeah. Italy, I, I remember watching that on yeah. TV with my dad, yeah. Yeah, that's classic. I remember classic. just looking at that and being like... Would it really hurt to get headbutt that yeah. much? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, ah, this is a professional player who's practiced headbutts, and I'm sure he can headbutt yeah. you pretty He's also bald, which makes it look more intimidating. That's true. I'm... <laughs> and he's also one of the greatest soccer players of all time. Yeah. Which That's... is an interesting thing to see, like, that act of aggression from one of the greats. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, and then basically from there, football kind of. Like, since we graduated high school to, like, now, I would say football is, like, primarily the sport that I enjoy, enjoy the most. We have a community around it. We play fantasy football. Um, I think mostly everyone, minus a few people, 
enjoy having conversations around football. Uh, some more than others. Some more like to go in depth and we'll have long conversations. Mm-hmm. Some people. Tyler and Chuck. Yeah, Tyler yeah, and man. Chuck. Yeah, um, man. John. Boo. John. <laughs> Kel. I, I'm more in John's camp, probably. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Um, Which is acceptable. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Lloyd, also, also boo. Definitely. Pop on. Uh, um. you, this is for, so you can actually put video on video, like. I, I might try it. I might not. Yeah, people... just the little screen in the bottom corner. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to. Now that I don't feel like putting that effort in. They're they're showing some in for those of you who can't see, which is I guess everyone not named Jordan or Lloyd at this point. Like, there's some interesting stuff that's bringing me back, showing us the old some of the old like Madden games that I played or like NBA Jam. Uh, comment, comment, if you remember NBA Jam. Exactly, uh, NBA Jam's a classic one. They actually like came out with like the mobile <laughs> NBA Jam and stuff. Oh since yeah. Then, so let's come it back. It just reminds me these videos of how actually much I played NHL on the computer. Oh, oh yeah, nice. Like I played, I played a lot of FIFA. So much. FIFA was my big one. I played NHL like I would get the game every year, the new one as it like came out, and then probably around from like 1999, I think to like. 2003, I got every year the game. Wow. Yeah. yeah um, dedication. But then after that, it just like didn't buy it. And then I'd buy like Look one. Look at all these pixels. I would get like <laughs> one for like when I got a PS2, I got an NHL game. And then when I got, I don't know what the next system after I got. PS2? 360, I guess. I got, did I even get an NHL? Yeah, I got an NHL game for 360. And then Xbox One, I have an NHL game. But I'm not updating them every year. Obviously, that's got to a point where I'm like. Can't realizing that <laughs> can't afford it and it's also the updates aren't like that significant no. anymore um as they used to be or maybe that's just my nostalgia classes on yeah i think that's the nostalgia <laughs> um yeah all right so next question that's we all work through that oh, sweet um so me and robert kind of shared ours uh, a few weeks ago probably almost close to a month ago now yeah um but we'll we'll rehash it and share it for everyone else um but what is your first sports related memory um, so this doesn't have to be you? necessarily you playing time. a sport, mm-hmm. but just a first your first memory around sports. That sports is like my, a theme behind it. Mine were mostly based around the Edmonton Oilers because uh, like I grew up in Edmonton. Um, I was a de facto Oilers and also Eskimos fan. So my, my first, the first kind of two, I don't remember which one was really first, but uh, one was watching an Edmonton Oilers game on TV that my dad went to. And trying to, like, I'm sure that he had, like, nosebleed seats. Like, I'm sure of it. But, like, trying to spot him in the crowd and, like, being sure that I did also. Like, oh, my God, Mom. Like, there's Dad. Like, he's in the crowd. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then also uh, with my friend, my next-door neighbor friend, Tokes, we we would make, um, we would we would draw posters of the Edmonton Oilers. We'd put them around our neighborhood. And then also I did when I was about six or so, my dad took John and I to an Oilers game, and we got noisebleed seats. And, you know, with my adult knowledge, I know that we were sitting beside, like, a very, like, a group of, like, very, very drunk people that <laughs> I just thought were, like, really funny and noisy at the time. And nice. now I know. They were definitely hammered. <laughs> awesome. Uh, do you have one, or do you want me to go? Uh, for my sports, first sports moments, I'd say, well, it's always just watching okay. Saturday Night Hockey. Oh, yeah. Hockey night in Canada. Yeah. Uh, then also grade three, I think it was. I just came out from, I was homeschooled for half a year. I came back to school and had zero friends. 
and I spent the pretty much the entire half a year that I came back playing soccer myself versus probably like five or six girls, <laughs> and in which I won almost every single recess. Nice. Well, okay. recess well, championship recess every champion. week. That's pretty, pretty much. That's how I it's like a Floyd. sad yet good memory. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sad for those girls, more like it. Yeah, you won. No, I think it's more sad yeah. for me because I had no friends. Nobody playing with That's them. why I was doing that. Actually, I did have a friend, Stuart Shipley, but he had another friend that didn't like me. Ooh, so when he drama. hung out with that friend, I couldn't go hang out. <laughs> drama. drama. Elementary yeah. school drama. Yeah. Grade three drama. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, yeah, so I shared this with Rob and I actually posted on my Instagram kind of alluding to it uh, a few weeks ago. Um, but my first memory, so I like, born in Winnipeg, and we lived in Winnipeg for when I was, I guess, zero to three years old, or lived in Bozeger from when I was zero to three years old, uh, and then we moved to Vancouver, uh, well, we moved to Maple Ridge, but Vancouver area, Maple, Maple Ridge, Ridge. Um, and my dad uh, got a job, or we moved because my dad got transferred to a higher position at Athletes World, I don't know if you guys remember Athletes World as a store, mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore, R.I.P., um, <laughs> if you, uh, you, some of the younger people in the Grizz Den, if you're not really familiar with Athletes World, it's, it's like, uh, what's the two, uh, Foot Locker, uh, yeah. Champ Sports kind of, same idea. They sold kind of, you go in there, you get some jerseys, you get like, was not so much World sports equipment, that... but like more like sports paraphernalia. Yeah, sports paraphernalia. And also like how Foot Locker and Champ Sports does now. You can buy like the, almost more like street clothes brand of, um like, sports brands, so you'd be able to buy, like, the Nike, like, sweaters just to wear as a Nike sweater. Was Athletes World the one that was at KP? There was, it probably was, like, there was one in Polo Park when we were in high school, I remember, but... Oh, okay, I never I went to Polo Park in high school. I haven't been to KP in, like, a long time. Um, but, yeah, so we got a better job at Athletes World, um, so we moved there, and then, I don't know if you got, well, I mean... Lloyd probably visited his dad's workplace almost every day growing up because... Woke up at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, you just, like, go to your... Like, for whatever reasons you need to, your family's going to go, like, when your dad's working. Either mom, mom had to drop something off there or any reasons to go. So we yes. had to go to the, his store. I remember it being, like, the first time... Like, this is, like, very early memories, like, in my life anyway, so they're kind of foggy. But I remember the first time being, like a store where it was just, like, completely different than any other store. Like, it wasn't just, like, four white walls, and here's, like, the stuff on the shelves kind of thing. But, like, it was a year that um, Vancouver got the Grizzlies. I've done my research since then. Um, So the Athletes World kind of reflected that. uh, And the floor was, like, basketball court floor. And it wasn't just hardwood floor. It was, like, polished and the lines painted on it and everything. And just, like, you could tell, like, it was all over the Vancouver Grizzlies being there. I remember finding my dad, talking to my dad, we're talking about something, and then he just says, turn around, and I turn around, and right behind me is the Vancouver Grizzlies mascot <laughs> to, like, shake my hand and be like, you know, mascot things. I was terrified. Yeah. And I, even, like, to this day, I still have, like, not scared of mascots. Like, I'm not going to, like, run away. But I still have, like, a slight, like, unease to seeing a mascot because of that moment. Just because it's like, oh, who? there's a huge giant grizzly bear behind me who wants to shake my hand, and I'm four years old, and you're... <laughs> Over six feet tall, and I'm scared of you. Um, that's like my first, like, thank goodness my dad's here. Yeah, well, yeah. even that, I was just like confused, and it was just very weird. Um, so, shout out to the Vancouver Grizzlies right there on the wall. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, but uh, Memphis will never forgive you. Exactly. 
Um, but yeah, that's my first like sports themed memory I can remember. That's a pretty early memory. I was, only would have been four years old at the time. I have a few memories from. I can from, see like, how that'd be traumatic. Yeah. Yeah, I have a few memories from before four. Like I don't know if you guys do. This is not really sports related anymore, but. Um, uh, I don't. For me, like all of my time in Edmonton, so from you know birth till about seven years old they all kind of blend together so yeah. it's pretty hard for me to like say what was i know when i was in school obviously yeah. i was over five but other than that i'm like i can't really don't know what's from yeah when i like i guess for me like moving at the age of three i think like and i think it's like kind of not saying like scientifically proven, it. but it's like a very like it's kind of like people say three is when you start developing memories yeah so when i have a moment where i'm like this is where I was before I was three, and this is my life after three. Like a very like definitive like separation. I think it made it easier for me to remember things. Um, I don't have so when I lived in Vancouver and Maple Ridge, I have like full out memories that I can like play back uh-huh. in my head. Whereas before three, I have like snapshot memories. Yeah, like it's just like I remember sitting in front of the TV bear trying to hug you. Well, that was after I was four. I remember that whole thing played out. I'm still a dream about that tonight. Like, <laughs> ooh, scary. No. Um, so if uh, if he pees his pants in it, we know why. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like before three, I have like I remember watching like Woody the Woodpecker, like but singing from TV. That's the only like I have that memory. I don't have anything else to like relate to it, like what I was doing before and what I did after. But I have this like snapshot of me sitting in front of the TV, watching Woody the Woodpecker. See the one that went ah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think my I think I have that memory because my mom didn't like me watching that show at that age. <laughs> but yeah. But cool. I have some honorable mentions. I a um, little bit later in life that aren't my first sport memories, but like early sport memories that I have. Um, I remember, and just maybe because it's more like a funny sports memory, not funny. Um, I think it had to do with Boy Scouts. Cause, so you're involved with Boy Scouts as well, right? Yep. Were you always be Boy prepared? No, nope. no. Nope. I think like I think it was with Boy Scouts that we like slept at the baseball stadium in like. The oh, Phantom. this is before. Probably when you were in like. Um, Cubs, right? Yeah, well, Cubs, yeah. I was before. Sorry. I was a, I, I didn't boys, join with at that point, but yeah, yeah, that would be a Cubs So we were thing. in Cubs. We slept uh, in tents at the baseball stadium here in Winnipeg. At the Shaw time. Park. Shaw Park at the time was called Pan Am Park, I'm pretty sure. Pan Am Stadium. Something like that. Um, and I remember we were watching Angels in the Outfield. Uh, <laughs> baseball movie. Classic baseball movie. Um, and we... It was, at the time, it felt late. I was young, so it probably... Probably 8.30. Probably 8.30. No, it was definitely <laughs> later than that. Uh, that was like... And they stopped the movie. The movie wasn't done yet. They stopped the movie. And they showed the replay for... And I, I don't know. You guys, we all said we like hockey growing up, so I don't know if you remember this moment. When Brett Hall scored the goal in the finals, and then there's like a huge debate if his foot was in the crease or not in the crease. Yeah. Um, and then they called it a goal, and then it was like polarizing, so they even took that rule out that like there's no more crease foot in the crease rule anymore. Um, huh. So I remember that moment because it was just like I was at the baseball stadium when they were like showing the replay like 30 times and the felt like you know when it's like the refs are discussing something and it already feels like it's a long like yeah. break in the game for me that felt like it was like half hour that they were just like discussing and talking about this play and then finally made a decision so I remember that uh, same year I guess 1999 I have another sports memory that's <laughs> it's because it was the Pan Am Games that were hosted in Winnipeg which yes. was 1999. And I have a, a memory, the only memory I have of, like, the Pan Am Games is that me, and I don't even know who my family, but some of my family members, obviously older than me, they would have taken me there. Uh, we watched inline hockey, like, roller hockey at the what? Pan Am Games. And it was an event in the summer games there. Um, I, I actually, like, I have this, almost like you said, a snapshot, because this was, like, right after I moved to Bossier. Yeah. The Pan Am, um, 
mascot was in Bossier on Park Avenue doing something, and I don't remember anything else <laughs> about it, but I remember like for years and years after that, wondering what the heck that thing was and like never knowing until I was like probably 16 and then like I saw it somewhere else and I was like, oh, this is that. Like I have this memory from being seven years old and not knowing how to relate it to like the rest of the, my life. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like quickly Googling and I see if there's, I don't even, oh, these, like were they birds? Yeah, there was a bird. Yeah, it was like a very oh, colorful, yeah. like, like orangey yellow yeah, bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you can maybe picture in picture that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll put everybody. it up on there. That's, yeah, that's not Winnipeg. Like, you know, like how they like have mascots for like Olympics or like games, like the bigger games like this, and it's yeah. like reflective of the no. area. This is this not is like Winnipeg. If, if the Pan Am Games was held in Pan America, yeah. <laughs> if it was held in like, yeah, maybe somewhere in New Orleans. Not even that, like Brazil. Like, yeah, Brazil <laughs> or like actual where like the Pan Am Canal is maybe. Yeah. Mm. Panama Canal. <laughs> yeah, the Panama that. Oh, jeez. Uh, there you go, Rob. Um, but yeah, memories, good times. Um, so next question, moving on here. Continue with memories, but these don't have to be your earliest memories. I said two, but if you don't have two, that's fine. You can just go with one. Um, but what are your two favorite profession, professional or like televised? So like technically Olympics aren't professional, but big sports moments. So big memories of all time. I think... For me, most of them have to do with who you're watching it with. Mm -hmm. So for me, one of mine would be 2008 Champions League final mm -hmm. because it went down to a shootout between Man U and uh, Chelsea. And I hated Chelsea. I didn't like Man U, but I hated mm -hmm. Chelsea. <laughs> and it went down to... Hope you're listening, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've always hated Chelsea. Uh, it went down to a shootout, penalty kicks... And the Chelsea captain, Jason Terry, or John Terry. <laughs> Jason Terry sorry. plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> Shout out John to Terry slipped and totally missed the uh... net. So it was like, it was huge because he lost the, the Champions League final, yep. which is like one of the most coveted trophies in soccer. And I was just so excited. I forget where, where I was watching it, but it was back when... Me, my exchange student, Hun, and Kyle Slimmon always hung out with Dana and Kayla. So it was that group. Lots of name drops going on here. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. But that was that was fun watching that. Nice. And my second one would be when San Antonio Spurs uh, just absolutely manhandled Miami after getting beat by them in the finals the year before. The, right. The Spurs won in 2014. Because it was one of those things where it's just like, yeah, you lose the finals one year, yep. you have the oomph to come back to them, Manu play Ginobili, the same team, Tim and Duncan, just old as dirt. Them. Yeah. Old as yeah. dirt, those guys coming back and be like, we could do this again. Yeah. And a part of it was also Le what LeBron said afterwards about like it just being the best team he's ever played against. Mm. Yeah. Just because like if you look at it, they're... It's like what we were saying before where you can have like... A very team focused, yeah. You can have team a or a very individual focused team, yeah. which the Miami Heat would have been more individually focused. They had three amazing stars, mm -hmm. yeah, that were individually amazing, and the Spurs the had Spurs were a system, a, yeah, a whole system, yeah. Oh, that's that's uh, those things. I think I have a couple as well. I got honestly like 
oh, it's hard to say, but about four or five days ago, DeMar DeRozan had a dunk on Anthony Tolliver that basically ended his life. That one, like, <laughs> I, if we were doing this in, like, a year or two from now, that might be my favorite. Yeah. Because that was, like, so amazing. <laughs> um, but I, I think that uh, one or two, like, Kyle Lowry hit, the, hit a buzzer beater against Miami in 2000 and... Uh, I think 13 or 4. I think it was 14. And they ended up to lose that game in overtime. But it was mm-hmm. just one of those, like, Paul Pierce had been all over them saying, like, hey, like, the Raptors don't have the it factor. And mm-hmm. it was just one of those, like, gutsy moments from Kyle. He hit, like, a, it was like a half-court heave to send them to overtime. And it was, like, that was so exciting. And this, one of my other ones was actually in, uh, I can't remember what years it was, but back-to-back NBA drafts. Uh, first it was, uh, which one was first? Oh, yeah, first it was Anthony Bennett, mm-hmm. and then it was Andrew Wiggins. Two Canadians taken number one overall in the NBA draft. And to me, it was just like, man, this is, like, amazing. Now, you know, Anthony Bennett never really panned out, and, you know, Andrew Wiggins is still uh, not he's not struggling, but, like, he's not quite the star that we hoped he was yeah. yet, but he can still get there. But it's like, man, like, finally, like, just Canada basketball getting some recognition. Like, I know that... Um, like, it felt like for a long time as, like, a fan of the Raptors and a fan of, like, watching our Canadian national team play, almost like spinning your tires for yeah. years and years. And so both of those things, like, when they saw these guys drafted and when Kyle hit that shot, it felt like, okay, we're finally gaining some traction, like, as a fan of both of these programs, mm-hmm. finally getting somewhere on a national stage and an international stage. So those are, like, two of my favorites. But yeah. my question that has to do with your last one is now that the Raptors are having a lot of success. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance that we can get like a Vancouver team back? Um, I mean, I think that there's a, I, without, I mean, without going into like lots of detail, like, you know, there is talk about, I think the, the NBA expanding to 32 teams. Although like I do think Seattle it's, Seattle would get their team. I think back. Seattle would get the team. Lot. And then you have a team, like if there was Seattle and Portland, they're so close together. Yeah. That uh, it would just more likely that it'd be Seattle and them and that. And then, also, like, yeah, where expanding sport markets are going right now. Like, Las Vegas is, like, the Raiders are going to be moving there. They just got their NHL team. So, yeah. it's kind of where, like, they would also probably consider Las Vegas before yeah. another Canadian city. Which should be weird, then, because then it'd be like, okay, you got two teams in the West, right? Yeah. You got Seattle and Vegas. So, then maybe somebody would have to come to the East, maybe, like, a Memphis. Huh. Or Memphis, Minnesota, totally... yeah. New Orleans, teams that are actually Teams that are kind of in the East, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah cool. Um, so, I have, like slightly i guess we all kind of have different like favorite sports memories which i think is really cool um we have like one of mine is like lloyd's like a championship team like it's obviously a big deal my first one i have actually i'm gonna say is uh the 2006 rose bowl the national championship game oh yeah that was the very first like obviously i watched football games before that that's the first football game where i like remember sitting down watching and like being memorable in my mind Mm -hmm. um was that shoelaces no, no. Uh, but it was like the rhetoric. Both of them have like kind of like an underdog story, I guess, to it. Ooh, shit. Um, so the rhetoric leading up to the game was that um, USC, University of South California, Southern California. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, that's his alma mater. Yeah. Who's my boy? That's when Reggie Bush that year won the Heisman, was just like destroying the league and running. Uh, they, were, they, had, they won the championship last year, the year before. Um, so they're the reigning champs. Everyone just like... When you have an undefeated season, you're the reigning champs, you have the Heisman winner, obviously people are just like, okay, you're the favorite, you're going to win, you're going to destroy. Uh, Texas, who's been like, a pr- like at that point, they were a pretty like steady, like good team. Um, 
you know, nine, ten wins a year in college football, which is good. Um, haven't won the national championship. Haven't really been national championship contenders in the past, like, decade before that. But they've been a good team. Um, so they come into the game. Obviously, they're not, like, this unknown underdog. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, not the favorites to win the game. Uh, close game throughout the game. Kept it close. Uh, and then in the end, Vince Young basically single-handedly. So we're talking about, like, Pitch, basketball yeah. where it's, like, it, you can have a team game or an individual game or football mostly is a team game. Like, you need other people on your team to, like, yeah. contribute. Um, it's I, th- I think, in my opinion, it's easier to shut down individual players in football mm-hmm. than it is in basketball. Um, yeah, because an individual only needs one really good defender to shut them down yeah, or stuff like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so basically Vince Young, I think they were behind. Um, yeah, they were definitely behind basically single-handedly, uh, fourth quarter took the whole drive down the field on fourth downs, even just like ran the football all the way down the field, all over this defense, scored a touchdown, like late in the game. Uh, they were winning They take the head. They had the lead and then, uh, eventually won the game, which I just like thought was super amazing that this like underdog team, um, came back this one guy, like, which was like destroyed this take it over take it over and won the game for them um i have the advantage because last year texas played usc for the first time in college football um and then on college game day in the like it was the first time since they played each other in that game that they played again against each other and they kind of like rehashed all this stuff out so i have this like kind of advantage of like visually and just like stimulating like reliving that moment because they kind of redid that for me Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but it's yeah it's just like after that, I've like liked NCAA football since then. Um, for a little while, like I would say that would be my favorite sport to watch, uh, and it just kind of got me into football from that as well, like NFL football as well. Um, so yeah, basically that one game, kind of. If it was like a boring game and USC like destroyed Texas, like probably I probably would. would yeah, I probably would like football like moving forward. But like definitively, I know I like football because of that one game. Actually, I am forward. like ninety five percent sure that because uh, that was like that's over the New Year's that I watched half of that game at the Keck's house, and then I remember like leaving and Mister Keck being like, "You missed a crazy nice. game." Yeah, yeah. So that's like my first one, just because like what it meant for me liking like watching sports after that i think is like a huge part of that memory for me uh and then the second one so like lloyd's and what were your two again again i'm just not listening to you today well, the draft and kyle the Lowry hit me. Oh, kyle Lowry. so unlike unlike robert where he didn't have a championship memory of like associated yet. with his yet um my second one uh obviously so like related to the first one started watching football uh so the new Orleans saints become my favorite team oh, yeah, um basically huge. the same year too i like, I'll admit that I think I like them because of, like, their underdog story with Hurricane Katrina. That was mm-hmm. like, kind of the same mm-hmm. time I started watching football. Uh, before then, I didn't really, wouldn't say I had a definitive favorite team because I didn't really care about it that much. Um, be, it would be the same with basketball. Like, before I really got into it, I didn't really have enough of an opinion to actually, like, say, this is the team I like kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I like the New Orleans Saints. And then in 2009, when they won the Super Bowl, uh, yeah, that was obviously one of, like, big... Bandwagon! What? I... Just said I like them in <laughs> 2006. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, and it's kind of the same. Like even leading up to like obviously, a few years leading up to that, they were always kind of had this. I, mean, I don't know if it's necessarily underdog story to it, but like this, uh, like the story about like Hurricane Katrina and rebuilding kind of like a city 
that mm-hmm. championship did amazing yeah. things yeah. for that I think that, like, that the people... confidence and pride. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, Lloyd can speak better to it. He was, he's been in New Orleans, but, like, I feel like it was sort of one of those things where people rallied around it, and it was sort of like a picture of, like, if they can do it, we can do it. Yeah. That's how I always exactly, view yeah. it. Uh, so, yeah, it's like one of those moments where sports and, like, social issues going on in the world kind of combine for, in my mind, a good thing. Um... And yeah, and just even watching the game, um, and lead, the season leading up to it, uh, both Indiana or Indianapolis, who was in the finals, uh, and New Orleans had, um, I'm not, I could go back and check, um, but they, I remember watching the season and up until a certain point, they were both undefeated teams. I th- believe both of them, once they like reached or they like secured the number one spot in each of their divisions, they sat like Drew Brees and Peyton Manning was sat. So I think they lost games when they were sitting their starters. So they didn't finish the season undefeated. Obviously they didn't because no team, there's no done it since done it since the the Dolphins. the Dolphins yeah. So they lost some late games, but there was like nobody was like saying big upset because it was, they lost because they're playing their basically second team on the field. Uh, but even leading up to the game, I guess because of Peyton Manning as a factor, uh, he was uh, the Colts kind of were the favorite. Um, Peyton Manning was kind of it's always Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, who's the best quarterback in the NFL at that point. Um, so I think people took that. I think. Uh, the Colts, because of that like rivalry they had, the Colts were kind of a a team people liked in Winnipeg. Um, not yeah, like not yeah. a huge following, but there was enough of a following that like when the Super Bowl came, I had a shirt, and people were like, "Do you like the Colts or do you like the Saints?" And most people kind of said the Colts because you know Peyton Manning, he's he's the best quarterback. So uh, I remember we were watching, we watched the game. Lloyd was with me at um, one of the guys from Central Baptist Church. There's another name drop. Uh, Jeremy Coop. Yeah, his parents' house. Yeah. Uh, we went there, uh, and like I think me and Lloyd were the only two people who were cheering for the Saints at the yeah. game. There, everyone yeah, else was cheering, else for cheering for the Colts. Um, and like the first half was like kind of like a typical football game, like nothing memorable from it. It was back and forth. The score was close. I think uh, late in the first half, the Colts scored a touchdown or had some big momentum shift. So going into the second half, the Saints were kind of. Not losing, not out of it, but just kind of the momentum wasn't going their way. And then that's when the the second half, like Sean Payton decided to start the second half with an onside kick, and which is just like crazy, like mm-hmm. like oh yeah, I remember that. Like one. that's like it's just yeah. like that's so memorable. Like that moment makes it memorable too, just because like who starts the second half with an onside kick, mm-hmm. and when you're not like so ballsy, you're not even that. in desperation mode yet. Like yeah, it's just like we need a momentum shift. Here's an onside kick, and they get it back, and that like. Huge. legitimately was a momentum shift in the game. So, um, yeah, change the momentum, and they came back and won the game. And, like, I don't have too many other sports memories where my favorite team has won the championship. Like, maybe that's why you didn't, like, shout it out either. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's really stuck with me because that's, like, my favorite team won the championship. And, yeah. And I tend to not, like, like teams that are, like, everyone else is liking at the time, like bandwagon jumping and stuff like that. I'm calling it, though. Today is Saturday, March 10th. This year, 2018, the Toronto Raptors <laughs> will win an NBA championship. Thank you. All right. He called it. Yeah. Well, put it on the board. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my two sports memories. Um, I have I wrote down some other honorable mentions, but I'm not going to go into detail about them. Uh, I do remember watching the 2002 gold medal hockey game in the oh, Olympics yeah. where Canada won the gold for the first time in 50 yeah. years. I think like if you're watching hockey, that was a huge moment. Um, and then I actually, so kind of the opposite story of what you said about like the Rose Bowl game that I watched where you watched the first half and left. Yeah. Uh, I watched the 
fourth quarter of the 2007 Super Bowl uh, was the New York Giants and Patriots, the first time they played each other. Um, and, like, I just, like, happened to come upstairs. My dad was watching it. It was on the TV. And, like, two plays after I came upstairs, that was a play where, like, Eli Manning was getting, like, rushed, avoided all the tackles, threw it, and David Tyree caught it on his helmet. Oh, and yeah. Like, cause the, that was 2007? Yeah. Really? Or 2008, 2007, yeah. So then um, the Patri- at that point, again, like, the Patriots were winning, leading the game. And then after that, like... The Giants came back and won the game late. So just to shout out to that, I drew, that was like a that was a great. I remember cool that moment. game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are some good sports memories. Lots out there. All right, next one. Next one up for you guys. Next one up the bat. Uh, what is the first sports team you remember cheering for? Um, and to tie that in, like I'm sure it probably relates to it. Who was your childhood sports idol? Yeah. It's well, just not that great because growing up, you like I don't really care about hockey at all mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, growing up, you'd watch a lot of hockey, and it as a Canadian, it'd probably be Toronto Maple Leafs, or Matt Sundin, or something like that. Ty Domi, I always thought was cool, nice. but then once I actually formed my own, like once I actually got, like I'd say, soccer was my first yeah, actual yeah. sport that I chose to really like. Yeah. Then it'd be like the the classic Ronaldinho, always watching his videos, just loving the way he plays. Mm -hmm. And then Fernando Torres when he moved to Liverpool, which was my favorite team. Cool. But then again, my favorite team starting out was actually Juventus. Oh, Juventus. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Shirts. It was. It's the same as the reason that uh, Green Bay Packers was yours. You got confused with a different team? No. Shoot. <laughs> no, 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 Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns. Oh, you got Canadian on it. What? <laughs> Didn't you get an article of something that had... No, John... The story is John got a Tennessee Titans John, hat. That's why John liked the Tennessee Titans. Because he got a gra- hat and then... He my grandma like, gave like us team. hats and mine was the Chicago Bears. His was the Tennessee Titans. Okay, so that's then more like why I like Juventus. I forget what I got. I forget if it was like a wallet or something. But I got something that had the Juventus logo yeah. on it. Uh, and I was just like, this is my favorite team. And then after getting more into soccer, I'm like, not really that- into the Italian league. And I, went I wonder, like, how after often that. with, like, kids that happens. Like, that's that it's seems true. to be, like, a common yeah. theme that, like... So, like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to give my kids, like... Like, I still... Like. Lots of Raptor stuff. <laughs> I still like Juventus. Yeah. Well, I think those things, like, if you kind of create a following for it, I think it sticks with you somewhere in your, like, yeah. blood memory. And you always will have kind of maybe a soft spot for them. Maybe not. I, like... Yeah. Like, before I liked watching NFL, there was a time where I'd be like, yeah, sure, I like the Patriots. Like, not really, like passionate i wouldn't go out and buy stuff but i'd be like yeah i like the patriots because they they've won the super bowl like i don't know much about football and i like the team that's won kind of thing yeah that's true like i just didn't care but like that's kind of yeah um okay cool yeah for for me i think uh so the oilers and the eskimos obviously like i said i was born and, and lived the first few years of my life in edmonton so those two teams, you know, big time. Ryan Smith was the captain yep. of the Oilers when I was a kid, and he was one of my favorite players. And then for the Eskimos, there was a wide receiver. Uh, he was number two. Like, this is what I remember about him. I yep. remember he was number two. He was fast. He did kick returns. And, like, me and my friends just wanted to be number two. <laughs> and so I looked him up um, a couple days ago, and it's his name was uh, Henry Gizmo Williams. And yeah, he was oh, with he, a name like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, like Gizmo he, Williams. He played like I don't know. Like I think when I was like in like 1999, when I was like six or seven, 
he was in like his 11th or 12th season and it was like all of them were with the Eskimos. He was like an Eskimos legend. Yeah, yeah. But all I knew was that he was number two. Number two? Yeah. Nice. He was great. Yeah. Uh, and for me, like hockey growing up, my first team that I liked. So I said, I like this kind of contradicting what I just said. I don't really follow bandwagon teams. Obviously, I don't do that anymore. Um, I mean, could potentially, maybe I do. Um, but growing up, I think like it's easy when you're a child and you're not really like informative of the world. Um, you, you like a sport, you just choose uh, a team that like is winning, right? Like yeah. you want to like like well, a team that's winning. Depending how young you are, you might just choose. Oh, I like that color. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's also true though. Logos. I think so for both of those. Like actually, that's like, actually a very valid point because I like red. My first sports team that I liked and I actually like stuck with it for. So that's kind of why it's like past the bandwagon because I stuck with it was the Detroit Red Wings. Um, but I like started watching hockey and that's when they won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Yeah. Um, and my first, my favorite players, um, at that, like in that era were like Steve Iserman yeah. and Sergei Fedorov. Chris um, Chelios? No, that's, that's later. Oh, that's Red later. Wings. That's like kind of on, I was like, eh. I, Ser- I, I remember like, Sergei Fedorov. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm talking about like the late nineties, uh, Red Wings. Um, but I do remember, I have like another like sports memory of like, I maybe and maybe I think I had like a Buffalo Sabres hat, um, oh, yeah. so I tied us back in. I remember wearing it and then like liking them the year after. I remember deciding to like the Red Wings, so I was like, I like the Red Wings and the Sabres. And I remember then like the Sabres doing good the next year, making it to like the conference final. And then the year after was like when I said like the Brett Hall goal was against the Sabres. So I have like definitive early memories too of liking the Buffalo Sabres. I actually like how you said Ty Domi. Because I remember, like, growing up saying my favorite player was Matthew Barnaby, and my uh, parents didn't like it because he's, like, an enforcer, an enforcer or an aggressor on the ice. And he, right. they wanted me to, like, you know, like a player who was, like, skilled skilled I'm, I'm or honorable on the ice, right? Like, <laughs> someone who I'd want to, like, beat up against yeah, guys. Exactly. Like, he's my role model, the guy he who punches fights. people. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> on the Sabres, I like some of the players, like, Michael Pekka was, like, Michael Pekka was, like, one of my oh, yeah. favorite remember, Sabres yeah. player growing up. Um, yeah, I, th- I think actually just in those Jersey things, like when you get that hat or Jersey or wallet or whatever with that sports team, when you're young, and I think even like when you're older, like you don't want to come off as like uninformed or, yeah. um, disingenuous almost. So when some, like you're in, in your brain, you're almost like I'm wearing, like I had a, I remember I had this bright, like tie dyed uh, Indianapolis Colts shirt. I actually shirt. remember Robert having this shirt. Okay, so, like, and I was, like, I'm not a Colts fan at yeah. all, but, like, there was this part of me that was, like, I had better know what's going on with the Colts mm. because I don't, I, I just had this, like, vision yeah. of, like, walking down the street and something be like, oh, my God, you're an Indianapolis Colts fan? What do you think of, like, blank? And then me being, like, ah, and they're, like, you're not a real <laughs> fan! You know, I'm getting, like, very angry. Yeah. Robert woke up sweating every night. Yeah. Like, what are nightmares. the Colts doing? <laughs> well, actually, like, honestly, I had a, I had the, you know, it's funny. Like, when I was a kid, I always thought that this was, like, a bad scenario that I didn't want to encounter. And then when I got to the age where I was like, no, this is a silly idea. Yeah. Then I went to Nigeria, and I wore a Man United jersey, and I did get that question yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately. People if it's would, soccer in other countries, you will People get... would come up to me, and they'd be like, you're a Man U fan? I'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, either they'd be like, I don't like you, or they'd be like, <laughs> hey, my brother! Yeah. And they'd give you, like, a high five. Um, and And sometimes I would be like, you know, I don't know what's going yeah. on with this team and they'd be like oh, how, do you, how could you yeah. right 
I've actually had that happen to me in, like at Safeway because I have a Real Madrid like zip up sweater. And I, when I bought it, I did follow Real Madrid, and I could tell you what's going on. That's when we bought yeah. the same sweater. And then yeah. like now I, I still have it, so I wear it, but I don't really like follow like soccer yeah. as much anymore. So I, there's a guy at, like the Safeway here who follows soccer, and he's like, "Oh, did you watch the game last night? What did you think of this?" And I was like. I'm, I'm just wearing this sweater. Like, you kicked it in the net. I, if you had asked I'm me a couple of years just, ago, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But I have this other site. So, um, again, we'll maybe put some screenshots up or something uh, for the people watching the podcast. But this is a site I actually, like, pretty regularly, like, went to in the mid-2000s. And you get, like, the site is still active. But... Does it still look like it's from it the It still looks like it's from the mid that Like, they update it every day. And, you, like, it's just, like, it brings you back to, like, a time in, like, internet history. So, it's called Sports E-Cyclopedia. This is what it looks wow. like. Wow. They, like, legit, like, they updated it today. Yeah. Like, March streak breakers as Toronto Raptors yeah, look beating at, Houston's 17 They have, like, a picture streak. of it. Like, they, like, are actively updating. This is what the website looked like when I used it. And, like, when, used to go to it all the time. Uh, in the mid 2000s. So these guys really know sports, but they really don't know programming. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just like a cult classic. Like this is like what the website looks like, and we're keeping on it that this way. date in history, 1941. Yeah. Brooklyn so Dodgers. Wow. It kind of like is a That's fun cool. like sports encyclopedia. What like because we're talking about our childhood sports teams. Like this, like I haven't thought about this website in a long time. And then when I asked this question, I thought of this website because like you have these memories of like your favorite sports teams in an era and like players and stuff. But for me, when you see, like, that picture of that player from that era, because, like, right now, like, you said Ryan Smith. I could think of, like, oh, yeah, Ryan Smith on the Oilers. Yeah. But then if you go to, like, the NHL, and then this gets even more funny. Like, look at these, like, wait for it to load. The team, how you select the team, it's going to load. Oh, yeah. So then it would be Western Conference. <laughs> they have these, like, shitty goalie masks. Oh, like, I love it. Things. They go to Oilers, and then you click on pictures. From like the team, so like you actually have these visuals of these like players, and, like the arenas. I've been to the, yeah, so that's in Coliseum. Yeah, wow. and I've been to Rogers Place. So then you go, and then it goes by like eras, right, or like years. It, so it moves up. Uh, so Ryan Smith, like I guess he's if he's played for a while, there might be like so like this era of Oilers jerseys. Oh, there he is, I think. Um, oh, that's Doug Waite. Doug Waite. Also Doug Waite, great. Yeah. Another fan. Another guy I was a big fan of. Um, I don't know what, like, what year Ryan Smith. It goes by the year they ended, so. Uh... Oh, there he is. Oh, yeah, Ryan Smith right there. So it just kind of like brings you back um, to a moment in time. All right, sorry for the interruption there, guys. We uh, had a little shake-up, and Robert has found a new member of the Grizzden. Not the newest member of the Grizzden. Hey. That'd be Josh. Shout-out to Josh. Shout-out to Josh. Shout-out to, to JT. Uh, but yeah, we'll continue. Does last name start with a T? Taylor. Josh oh, Taylor. JT. Well, I was not impressed. Ow. <laughs> um, Did William get back to you? Maybe. That might have been him. Well, I'll quickly check here, and then we'll, after we get this all sorted out, we'll get back to it. He found it. <laughs> okay, good. He found it? Yeah. Oh, like he just walked and found Update. it. Update. William's car has not been stolen. Uh, oh. I mean, so exciting. I mean, bad. bad. I mean, bad, but also <laughs> exciting at the same time. All right, so. You may be wrong. Bad, but. Uh, we, uh, before we had a little interruption, which was exciting, um, we were talking about our childhood favorite teams and sports kind of idols. 
uh, I, I'll use the term idols as a childhood team because it's kind of like a role model, someone you looked yeah. up to as like a. I mean, now like and your favorite players are like in the can... same age as you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, back so in yeah. the day, you look up to them because you're like, oh, I could be. Yeah, you exactly. One day. Like I could be in that league. Yeah. Whereas like now, like watching NCAA football, I'm like, I'm three or four years older than all you guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm really impressed that you half got to you where guys, you were because I was nowhere close to that. <laughs> half of you guys aren't gonna have a job after this. <laughs> Burn. Sad. Burn. <laughs> Sad um, truth. Anyways, so continuing on our question. So what is your favorite sports team in your favorite sports league now? I, I'm just going to do that, but you can list multiple. I'm just to like kind of consolidate everything. And your favorite player. So yeah, obviously like we're saying, they're no longer idols or maybe they are. Maybe you idolize sports players still, which is... I put them on a pedestal. If they <coughs> make mistakes, I go, why is my life even worth Yeah, exactly. Anymore? Anyways, yeah. Favorite, current favorite sports teams now and... Well, what do you think you my like? favorite team is? Uh, I think this is we probably know more about each Denver other. Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Definitely. The Denver Toronto Raptor Nuggets. But you also have the Phoenix Suns that you like. Yeah, no, this, the Phoenix Suns are like a secondary one in the NBA. My favorite team of all time is the Toronto Raptors. I'm wearing a jersey. It's a little out of date. It's uh, Terrence Ross. He doesn't play with them anymore. And then my like secondary one more really would be like the, the Packers. Uh, like, my favorite players for both of them, um, just in general, like, my favorite football player and Packers player is Aaron Rodgers. My favorite basketball player is DeMar DeRozan. They, you know, they play for those respective teams. For me, uh, Aaron Rodgers, like, him, he's an interesting combination. I know we brought it up a few times now. Like, that guy that is, like, he plays within the team concept, but he's also, like, the guy that can take over at, like, any moment. Mm. And just, like, he can put the team on his back make, like, crazy plays. Like, a lot of my favorite football moments are him throwing Hail Marys yeah. and him just, like, bailing out the Packers time and time again. Yeah. Uh, and, and DeMar, like, DeMar is, like, getting to that point where he can really, he can take over games, and you've seen that in the last, like, year or two from him. But the crazy thing about DeMar is he's been in the league since 2009. He, um, he, he got drafted, like, the year that I really started watching basketball. And so maybe this is kind of corny to say, but, like, I felt like he and I have grown together. I mean, like, yeah. obviously he never yes, met Yes, that me. is very corny. It is. <laughs> but, like, for me to, like, I started playing basketball and watching basketball the year that he got drafted. Mm -hmm. And he came into the league. He was, like, a high flyer. He could dunk. And he could really do, like, very little else. And for me, when I started playing basketball, like, as a pretty good athlete, I could rebound the ball. I could make, you know, some layups every now and again. And I couldn't really do much outside of that. Yeah. And as time has gone along, nine years later, now you can kind of see, like, DeMar is an all-star. And I am not an all-star, but, like, you know, I'm, like, an like an okay basketball player. I can say you've gotten a heck of a lot better yeah. in that, these years. That's kind of a compliment, but a also I was really better. bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was very, very bad. But, I mean, he's, he's one of the few guys that, like, really every single offseason, he comes back with like a new move or like a new skill and like the like he's better like this for, year was the three this year was the three and also like the playmaking mm. and also just like if you watch him especially over the past like couple months his defense is way better too like he's just overall like he gets more rebounds he's getting more assists he's scoring a little bit less but he's doing it a little bit more efficiently mm -hmm. um and yeah like he i don't know both of those guys like aaron Rodgers, demar Derozan. My favorite players. I'll be sad if they ever leave those teams. Those teams, yeah. I know it was actually really sad when there was a chance that Lowry was going to leave in this off season, right? Yeah, he said there was no chance. Yeah, no, like, he was shopping around for 
Not according to him. According to the media, he was. But according oh, to him, yeah. he was like, I'm staying. I'm more of a media person. Well, that's where we media. get our information They're from. They're always right. Information yeah. from. Unless you have, like, Twitter or, like, <laughs> social media where you're following more the player's aspect. Like, if you're just kind of going on ESPN, that's kind of where you're getting your info from the media. Mm-hmm. Well, you, Lloyd, favorite sports teams, players? Okay, so as much as you said you're not a bandwagon jumper, mm. I am a bandwagon jumper, <laughs> as you all know. I avoided for a long time, like, my favorite sport was basketball, but I avoided for a long time having a favorite basketball NBA team. He wanted you, to be a free agent, you know, just, like, <laughs> test the waters everywhere. I, really, I still feel like I am, because mm. back then, you guys kind of, you talked me into choosing a favorite team, so I had chose the Celtics, and then I went to the Bulls, and then, uh, uh, I... I really just enjoyed watching a lot of teams mm. that like it, that are playing good basketball in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Entertaining teams. I, entertaining teams. I like to be entertained. Mm-hmm. So I would say currently my favorite, other than the obvious Raptors, because Canada, all that, I'm actually really enjoying watching the Timberwolves. Mm. And I'm very happy. Is this before Jimmy Butler was injured? Yes, I haven't watched anything since then, so I have no idea. But and my favorite player to watch now that he's back is Jabari Parker. I was very oh, yeah. happy that he came back. Yep. I don't know why I enjoy watching him so much, but like he's growing to be one of my favorite players. Nice. I'll be seeing him live in a couple of weeks. Oh, I'm jealous. He he. I don't know. For me, like I like Jabari Parker as well. Like he is very. He's like a cool. He's an interesting combination of like finesse and like aggressiveness. Mm. He can, he like. Can you he, compare him to a young Charles Barkley? Uh, I mean, I never got to see Charles Barkley when he was young, and then. But like, he's a bigger guy who can do power stuff, but he also has finesse. Eh, yeah, maybe I don't know. Like, I think they're a little bit different what they do. Yeah, but like um, just in the sense of like Jabari power Parker and plays finesse. a little little bit more on the perimeter than I think than Charles Barkley would. Oh, for sure. But that's partially just the game today and the game back then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, for me, obviously, I like I I've had like yeah, I would say a journey of finding who my favorite teams are for most sports. Um, I have like like I said the Sabers, and I've liked them since then. I haven't changed my favorite hockey team uh, since then. Um, but for the sports I actually currently like to watch, so basketball and football, uh, I like the Trailblazers and the Saints. Um, I've liked them, can't say it's like since I can remember, but I've liked them very early on and hasn't changed, I haven't changed that, um, opinion on them. They're still my favorite teams. Um, but I think one thing I found interesting, uh, since we started playing fantasy sports. I think actually just as a side note, yeah. the Timberwolves, the Trailblazers, and the Raptors are the three most northern teams it is in the true. whole NBA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it was either the Trailblazers or Damian Lillard at the All-Star game was like shared a picture of him and Kyle Lowry saying the two most northern point guards in the NBA. Yeah. Something like that. Um, it is true, yep. And then um, Jeff Teague, who was not at the All-Star yeah. game. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll, like, I'll have to say, like since watching or since like, participating in fantasy sports, I've come to like enjoy watching players and teams, even like their respective teams, more than I would have if I think we didn't play fantasy sports. So, for example, um, early when I liked watching football, before we played fantasy football, I would, like, not like the Dallas Cowboys at all. Like, they were one of the teams that I was just like, I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. 
That's it. Okay. Since fantasy football, though, I think the first two years I had Des Bryant on my team. Yeah. So obviously you're like you watch the team. You obviously want to cheer for the players on your fantasy football team. So I've actually kind of like grown like a liking to the Dallas Cowboys just because I've like watched them. I think I, I had Demarco Murray like a few years mm. later when he had his like big season in the Cowboys. So I've like you kind of have to cheer for teams that you like normally wouldn't. Um, I do draw a line. Like I don't like I har- I've hardly ever had Patriots players on my team, but I don't like. <laughs> yeah cheer for the Patriots that much even if I do have them um I do have teams that I don't like um but it's just it's yeah it's kind of interesting how it's kind of opened my perspective of teams um kind of since like yeah not just choosing like a team that I like or not but it's yeah made me made me enjoy watching more teams than like I think I previously had before fantasy sports some of those ones man like I can't like there's certain teams that even even if I have fantasy players I still really can't get behind cheering for them yeah I'm the same way there's like, some I'm teams. like I want them to get you know, uh, 200 yards receiving, yeah, but no, no touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so my favorite players um, for the Trailblazers, obviously, is Damian Lillard. Um, I like his story, like his underdog story, how, um, I don't know, his determination from that, growing up in, like, the streets of Oakland, uh, not really, really being recruited to a college or university, uh, yeah. but be re- being recruited to one Division A team, and then kind of later in his high school, um, he got more attention, but he stayed loyal to that first one who gave him the attention, um, Weber State. Uh, so he could have went to a bigger name school in the end, but he said, "Hey, you like appreciate me from a younger, like age or earlier on. You saw my potential. I'm gonna like respect that and go with you guys." Uh-huh. And then drafted the Trailblazers, and then kind of has been the same mentality. Like he's not gonna he he's pretty adamant about not like changing teams just to win a championship. Um, yeah. He hasn't like necessarily made it clear that there's other reasons why he might leave the Trailblazers, but it's not. He made it clear that's not gonna be because gonna chase, chase championships. championships. Yeah, which I can. And I mean, hey, that. they they give him a huge contract. Yeah, why would he leave? <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah, Damian Lillard. I also like C.J. McCollum. Like kind of rising, younger, younger, a little bit younger than Damian Lillard, and kind of same kind of story. I like that up. he graduated. Yeah, like it's true. Um, I know everybody. Like I think that everybody's got different. You know, reasons. I think that some guys, for, for some guys, it's good that they go one and done. Some guys, it's good that they go straight, you know, stay yeah. in school. But, like, for him, it was something that he, like, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that he said to his mom, like, his mom really wanted him to graduate. Yeah. And so, like, he could have been a guy that could have been in the league earlier. earlier. But he's yeah. like, I'm going to do this for her. Yeah. And, you know, for his particular path, it worked out well. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. and, and you got to respect that. I think it's, I, I, I'm, I like CJ McCollum yeah. as well. He also just kind of has like this like friendly look to him, which I know. I, I, I always kind of have like a, looks like a nice guy. In, yeah. Inside, not an inside chuckle, but just like, he just has this like, I, you could like, approach him and say, you could sort of like see yourself just having a beer with him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> after a game. Um, Pre-game or post-game beers. Yeah. And then, so for the Saints, my favorite player uh, isn't Drew Brees. Oh, um, Marshawn Lattimore. It is, yes. Two, like, I'll, I'll say now it's the two, like, younger players between Marshall Lattimore on defense uh, and Elvin Kamara. Um, Did you see him doing his workout the other day, yes, Elvin Kamara? It is wow. Insane. For those of you guys who didn't see, he's, 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 he's holding up, uh, he's got on his shoulders, he's got a bar with, I don't know how much weight's on there, but he's got, like, a bar and he's carrying all this weight and he's also pulling a Jeep. Yeah. It's a pretty cool it's, workout. Yeah, insane. Um, I like Drew Brees. He's a great player. Um, it's just that his, like, he is a very conservative white male off the field. He's friendly, not like in a mean way, not like Donald Trump way. But I just don't align with a lot of like the social issues and some of the stances he's taken. So I just have a hard time like rooting for him as a player at sometimes just because of like 
I don't agree with him on a personal level. It's the kind of the same with you. Like, CJ McCollum, like, I would want to hang out with you after the game. Yeah. Drew Brees, it's like, I'd say hi, but I don't know if I'd, like, if we were friends, I don't think we'd get along, probably. So then also, you wouldn't be friends. You'd be yeah, frenemies. I mean, if we had the opportunity to get, be friends, I don't know if we would get along. I mean, right. probably would. He's a friendly guy, but yeah, just for those reasons. I don't know. I, I think, like, social issues, for me personally, and you guys don't have to agree, I think there is a place for, like, social issues in everything. I think there's, like, LeBron Absolutely. James said, uh, I'm not just going to shut up and dribble. Yeah, I don't shut up um, and dribble. So I, like, for choosing my favorite players, I also keep that in mind myself. Yeah, like, that. that always, like, for me, like, the older I've gotten, like, the more when you, you see a guy who, not that, like, I, I hate someone for one thing, I never hate people, but, like, when guys have, like, a history of, you know, um, either, either, like, really bad things, like, some guys, you know, they have, like, sexual assault charges, or things like that, like, you know, guys who, guys who do, like, little, like, silly things, like, you know, maybe they, they got caught with, like, some pot, like, that, to me, it's, like, not the worst thing in the world, but, yeah, when they have, like, sexual assault charges, or when they're, like, clearly, like, against something that is, you know, what I view as good and right, um, then it does, it becomes tough to cheer for them, right, and it's, it's maybe... You know, there there needs to be some separation. Like, you can't just, like, hate a guy for disagreeing with you. But, but like, definitely it makes it harder to cheer for Yeah, him. and I think, like, like for me... That's why I, I don't like Big Ben. Yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> like, I totally fully, like, can appreciate 100% of Drew Brees' skills on the field and, like, his contribution and what he means to the Saints team. Like, I, like you said, Kyle Lowry, like, I would be, like, pretty upset if Drew Brees, like, left the Saints yeah. and played for someone else. Um, Just that being said, like... Yeah, that part of, like, just cheering for him more than sports, I guess, just kind of, like, yeah. sometimes fogs up. Yeah, same reason. That's oh. actually, <laughs> wow, there's an interesting video going on. Yeah, same reason, like, I've never been a big fan of, like, Kobe or Dwayne Wade just because, like, you know, both, like, cheated on their wives. Yeah. And it's, like, for me, that, you know, that has some, you know, that, that like, has, like, long-reaching. People, like, oh, it was so many years ago, like, forget about it. It's, like, well, no, that's... That's still who they are. That's yeah. a part of who they that's are, part, right? Yeah. Like. And I don't hate them for it again, but, like, it makes me harder to cheer for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sweet. I mean, not was... sweet, but... <laughs> sweet. Cheating sweet. on your wife. On that note. Uh, well, the other thing, like, I have another, like, I wrote down another note here, though. Uh, and another interesting thing outside of fantasy sports, I feel, like, I found that I... And this is something I have, like, written down as a note for my next, the next question we have. But the idea of, like cheering for a team based on location mm. um for me though that like my next point and my next question is about canada as a team but like i find that i like a lot of teams from the same area like geographical location so i also like the west coast i almost you. like i almost like the whole um division that portland's in for basketball like i actually kind of do like like the denver nuggets i do like the utah jazz yeah. i do like the timberwolves yeah. i like even don't mind watching like the okc thunder like it's just kind of like then it's like oh that's kind of like weird you're cheering like you like all the teams that are like supposed to be rivals and same for college football like i like michigan state and i like michigan um if they play against each other i'm gonna cheer for michigan but like any other game i'll cheer for michigan state to win as long as it's michigan. i know it's, <laughs> it's really weird like it, there's part of me it's like i like i consciously know that like that's a weird sports stance like i don't hold that strong rivalry like outside of it but i don't Maybe it has to do with, like, the geographical location of teams. I just yeah. kind of, like... Well, it's the same thing. Like, everyone, like, in Alberta, for example, if you watch hockey, you got, like, the Oilers and the Flames. There's, like, a lot of people that will go, like, I'm from Alberta. I'll cheer for whichever one's in the playoffs. And there's a lot of people who be like, no, I'm an Oilers fan. Yeah. I will cheer for anybody over the Flames. Flames like, yeah. if some team from mm-hmm. Czechoslovakia somehow entered the NHL and they were full of, like, 
you know, you know, child molesters, I'll still cheer for them over the flames. Yeah. <laughs> Which you shouldn't. But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Going um, back to the social issue. Yeah. <laughs> Don't cheer for child molesters. Yeah. Uh, so the next question, kind of the opposite of that question. Uh, who is your lace le- laced? Who's your I, lace? Who's your lacy sports team? Who's your least favorite sports team? Uh, in the sports team that you like the most, um, and your least favorite player. So like obviously we can all probably hate on MLB teams, but. We can all like hate on all thirty MLB teams. Yeah, I get nothing. Like I get nothing against yeah. them. <laughs> so in like the sports leagues that you like the most, who are your least favorite teams and least favorite players? Uh, in the NBA, I I don't find that I hate teams very much, but there's one team that I've just I just never liked them, and even when they're successful, it's like nah, I don't like you. Uh, it's the Washington Wizards. Mm. Yeah, I guess I also don't like them. Yeah. Like, I guess part of it is probably also they've always been a little bit of a, like they've taken the Raptors out a couple times, and yeah. I just I just haven't really enjoyed watching them that much. Yeah, I don't like the Wizards either. For Who's, who do you, who's your like least favorite player, though, you think? My least favorite player? It doesn't player. have to be from the team. It could oh, be. It's just in general. Yeah. Oh, I had one. You'll have to come back to me for that. Okay. Because... I, I had one, I just forgot what it was. I hate a lot of teams. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I have a lot of hate in my heart. Like, uh, I also, I don't know, like, but for, I I think I have this weird, like, I think underdog complex mm-hmm. where the teams that are, like, stereotypically and historically good, I usually dislike them. Um, for me, yeah, definitely Washington is up there just because of all, like, the conflict with the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my least favorite all-time team is probably the Lakers. And the Nets are, like, close. Yeah. But uh, the Lakers are up there. And the Nets also because, one, they, you know, like, because of, like, the whole drama with Vince Carter back in the day. Yeah. And then also the fact that, like, they beat the Raptors out of, like, one of their first playoff firsts. And then also they beat the Raptors out a few years ago um, when it was, like, Paul Pierce and, and Kevin Garnett and, like, all those old guys. Um but yeah, the Lakers, I just never liked the organization. I don't like, like, for me, like, Raptors, or sorry, Lakers fans, and I, I have some friends that are Lakers fans, I'm not talking about you people specifically, but they are just, like, obnoxious. Yeah. Like, they just believe and like, they just believe and like, think that they deserve to, like, be in the playoffs and be in the conversation. They still think it's the Kobe dynasty. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you have a team, like, that last year won, like, what, 25 games, and they still... They still are like, oh man, yeah, like we, you know, we are think that we're somehow relevant, right? Mm. Like, no, you're irrelevant, yeah. right? You don't matter. Uh, and their fans believe that their organization lives like they are still on top of the world. For least favorite players, I hate Draymond Green. I hate mm. him. I hate Draymond Green and I hate Blake Griffin. Uh, okay. Both for like the same reason. They complain. They are the worst. Like, man, we watched the game... Um, I literally think that there was a quarter in that game against Detroit a couple days ago that Blake Griffin complained almost every possession for one for the third quarter. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. It's like these guys are you know uh, I think like six eight and six eleven or six ten. Like they're both big dudes. They both are like talented players, um, and they believe that they like they they're like the protagonists in their own story, and it's like yeah. they can never do anything wrong. Uh, so frustrating, so yeah. so terrible, um, and also they like they're they they both think they can shoot and they can't. <laughs> There's that too. Yeah. But I, those are like my least favorite players. For yeah, sure. yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, for me it's kind of the same story as you. Like 
the teams that kind of for me like this is why i said like geographical location um i think winnipeg like other than like the jets now i guess um and even for me i never like jumped on the jets bandwagon when they came back like we're in this like area that like it doesn't make sense necessarily or it's hard to choose who you cheer for um so for basketball like Yes, there's Toronto, but there's actually closer teams than yeah. Toronto. So if you're doing like a Canadian thing, then yeah, you're going to choose Toronto. If you're doing like just based on who's closest, then like Minnesota is going to be your favorite team. Um, Milwaukee's not too far either. So we have this, yeah, Milwaukee's not far. Uh, for <laughs> sorry, I just uh, I finally remembered who the player I hated was, and then I'm like, yeah, I have so much hatred for this player. Yeah, you can go, you can go. I haven't sorry. gotten into mine that far yet. I, I, Carmelo Anthony. Oh, oh right. Mello. Yeah, Mello. How did I forget that? Yeah. Yes, I. Not I a big really Mello fan either. Yeah. Don't like Carmelo Anthony mainly because of how popular he is, and it's just like take nothing away from him. He's an offensive like he's very good, mm-hmm. but he still has yet to be on a truly successful. I don't think he's ever made a pat. Well, he's never made it to a finals. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even sure if he's made it to a conference finals. Maybe I think one time in mm-hmm. Denver. And mm-hmm, like yeah. for me, OKC this year when they got Paul George, I was like, okay, they're gonna be fun to watch. As soon as they got Mellow, I was like, okay, mm, no, <laughs> nah, I'm done with. I'm okay yeah. with them just I'm sucking with this them. year. Yeah. Well, yeah. Honestly, I'm they're okay they're not they're like them. plus <laughs> they're plus minus with him on the floor is not good. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, he, well, he always was a ball stopper. Like, when you like basketball, you like the flow, you like the movement. Well, or, well, that's, like, one of those things, like, I, you know what, I don't mind watching a guy take over a game, but it... But, like, literally the ball yeah, stopped at him. Yeah. Like, if, if he got the ball, the chances of him taking a shot were pretty 90. high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Awesome. Glad you remembered. Sorry. No, 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 no worries. There we go. Um, yeah, so for me, like, being in Winnipeg, I think, has this weird, uh, not, like, it's not really a straight forward of who you're going to cheer for kind of situation. Um, so I tend to not like teams that, A, either don't make sense. So I don't like, I don't hate the Raptors. I actually would say the Raptors are probably my second favorite NBA team, and I'll cheer for them as long as they're not playing Portland. I'll probably cheer for them and want them to win their game. It's great that they're in different division or different conferences, because then... Like twice a year, play, yeah, um, yeah. So I, like, I get those kind of things. I, like even Minnesota, I wouldn't even be that upset about people cheering for because of the geographical location. Um, but teams that just like get huge followings in Winnipeg that just don't like make sense other than bandwagon jumpers. Um, that's those are those are the teams that I think annoy so me. So like the, most. the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the Ke- Cleveland Cavaliers, like the Patriots, like. I know we, like, collectively as a group don't really like the Patriots, mostly because, like, Chuck likes the Patriots and is a friendly <laughs> rival. Oh, not. It's a friend rival of a team that, like... Yeah. People, I think people like to hate what, people Chuck, like to, what Chuck likes. Well, I think also people like to hate the Patriots. Yeah, yeah I like to like, hate the Patriots. But we also didn't like the Miami Heat because Chuck loved the Miami no, Heat No, that's so not why I didn't like the Miami Heat. Yeah, I didn't like the Miami I Heat after, like, the, Chuck. the LeBron James Oh, was that the whole Dwayne Bosch. Wade thing? Well, it was just like the way that the yeah. not one, Even not Dwayne two, Wade, not yeah. three, Both not four. four, not five, not six, yeah. not seven champions. Like it was the to me, it was like the they did paint themselves the arrogance. Yeah. Yeah. arrogance. yeah. So, um, and then actually, like this past Super Bowl, um, with the Patriots in it, I like noticeably like seen more Patriots flags in Winnipeg, like in people's windows, on people's cars, like more Patriots yep. jerseys and stuff like that. So it's like teams like that where people just join the bandwagon with like 
no connection to like yeah. liking the team. Well, yeah, and you see that all the time here too. Like all of a sudden you'd be like, where did all these LA Kings fans come yeah, from? Exactly. Oh right, they're good. Where did all these Chicago Blackhawks come from? Oh right, they're good. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think like, so I work with youth as well, right? So I see that like the bandwagon like mentality, mentality is like huge with teenagers. Yeah. Which I'm like, I'm saying like I admitted that I liked Detroit Red Wings when I was growing up because it was like a good team in the yeah. NHL um but now like there's a lot of people who say they like basketball a lot of teenagers and not to rag on teenagers but there's probably a lot of teenagers no, let's, let's rag who on teenagers, yeah. probably don't <laughs> know too many NBA players outside of the Warriors and Cavs rosters right yeah like that's but if you think about NBA it them, there's right? probably going to be a bunch of teenagers 10 years from now who when the Warriors are just garbage still hold a, a spot in their heart for Which the Warriors I hope they do when they were kids. I honestly hope they do yeah. Um, that would actually like, yeah, it might be, it might be like the same way that right now there's a lot of like guys in their forties who are Bulls fans. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, I hope, I hope that lives on like that. Um, but yeah, that's, so I don't really have like, I don't like the Patriots. That's probably my, my least favorite NFL team. Um, my other NFL teams I don't like are, uh, anyone in the NFC South. That's not the Saints. Um, those <laughs> rivalries. So the Falcons, the Buccaneers and the Panthers, I just, don't like Can them. we all collectively hate on Aaron Hernandez? Do we all not like him? I mean, that's the guy who did terrible things, right? Yeah, he, uh, like he also he dead, murdered people. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and then he <laughs> hung himself. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we don't like him. Yeah. Okay. Collectively, um, and then in the NBA, um, I would have to say like yeah, just because of like the fan base around the Warriors and the Cavs, it's just it's hard for me to enjoy watching them with that like the rest of like people. I don't know. Fairweather fans and bandwagon jumpers like cheering for them. Yeah. Um, that being said, my least favorite player as of recently, and yours is kind of as of recently too, but like you said, Blake Griffin's a recent example. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Isaiah Thomas, I find him very oh. annoying. Yeah, like, I can see that. Um, especially right. around the trade deadline, I was super annoyed with him, like pleading the morning of not to be traded and then getting traded and being like, well, it's glad I'm glad I'm here. Like, I'm glad I got traded. And I just like, well, I mean, I, I, I agree like, with I you at the same time. I mean, you're sort of like making the best of a bad situation. Oh, I know. But right? he, I feel like he didn't have to say the first comments. I don't, I, I don't, don't get, I don't, don't hold it against him for if he were just to say like, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad there's a team that likes me. But to say like, I really want to be here. Like, I don't know. There, I just think it's like, you don't need to say some things sometimes in the media. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he just says a lot of things. Whatever's on his mind, he'll say it. There's like there's another comment like last week. I think he said that. I was just like, you just you know you just don't have to say this. You know. Yeah. Like, you can keep that in your head. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I think some players are much better at the whole like public appearance yeah. and realization that it's like oh like the way the public perceives you actually will positively or negatively affect your career. Yeah. I think for him too. I think like yes, he had a really good season last year. Um, but that's really that's been his, like, only big season. Only big season. I think that's going to be probably bad for him because he was in an offense that was created for him. Yeah. And, but, I mean, he had some a very he had, small no, he had chance good, that that'll ever happen He had some good seasons. But never, like, MVP, MVP level, yeah. all-star kind of blah, blah, And I blah, think, blah. like, it goes with the fan base around it. I think people are now like, oh, yeah, like, all-star, like, great player um, based on this one season. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, he doesn't I, have that history of... Yeah, and it's like... He doesn't he have that was, same history of... Work. Like, the story around him of being, like, the last pick in the draft, it's like, well, yeah, there's the years that reflect him but, being the last pick in the draft. Yes, but that's yeah. that's not a necessarily a fair comparison because... And, like, I, I'm with you. Like, I'm not a huge fan of him, but, like, I mean, he's also, like, five foot nine, and, like, that'll... Like, even, even like, if you're amazing 
amazing, which he, you know, you're, and you like are five foot nine. You'll go from, if he was, honestly, if he was six foot three, he would have been a lottery pick yeah. in my opinion. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, um, maybe I just, I just don't like his whininess. That's I think what for it sure. is. Um, his whininess and then the following that people gave him last year to. Hey man, you try being five foot nine and getting hit by guys who are seven foot three. <laughs> I'm kidding. Favorite thing in the world. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't really not like any of them. Else, I don't know. Those are the two people that came to mind. I also don't like uh, Gallinari. What? Really? Uh, it's nothing to do with his basketball. It's just his hair? It's his hair and his general demeanor. He's, uh, he's Italian, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Lloyd doesn't like Italians. Oh, right. There's the racist comment of the day. Wow. Lloyd does not like Italians. And this is funny because I don't like Gallinari. Yeah. No, I just. Okay. Italians who look like very like cocky Italians. So I wouldn't just say all Italians know, but like a very cocky Italian annoys me. So yes. more just like cocky people in general. But if uh, Italian, are they Italians? Well. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> That's his first thought. Honestly, it does make a difference. <laughs> He's eating a plate of spaghetti. Where'd that pizza come from? <laughs> he looks self-confident and eating spaghetti. No, no, no I don't no. like that guy. Uh, or before we, Lloyd digs himself in a deeper hole. Uh, hey, before the whole Italian community is coming after yeah. him. <laughs> uh, which is a bigger community than the Slovenians. Than Slovenians, for so, sure. Uh, uh, Alright, so, we have Robert and Lloyd, who, maybe, maybe John could also be in this category, but in the Grizz Den have probably gone the furthest in their sports career, I would say, playing college basketball. Thank you. Um, John played soccer, like, pretty seriously. A few years some, ago. Didn't he go to some tryouts? Yeah, some tryouts and stuff. So, played, he played over... Like, yeah, he, he played, can, like, some... In Sweden. Some exhibition games overseas. Yeah, so I think that was, like, the category. I think that's, like, the highest anyone in the Grizzlies played sports. Yeah, which for is, sure. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, also, thanks, I guess, congrats to John. Yeah, congrats to John. Uh, so, but everyone has, like, we've all played sports growing up, so everyone has highlights. So, what is your personal sports highlights? Highlight? You want to start with highlight or low Highlights. Light? Highlight. Oh. We're going to end on the low light. <laughs> End on a good note. Uh, I think, um, I mean, like, recently I, I dunked in live action, which I'd never done. Which everyone has heard three times already. Oh, yeah, I told a story. Because it, it's, for me, it's, like, something that I've been trying to do for a long time. I was super excited for you when you told me. Yeah, no. I, something I I'm trying to do for a long time. Yeah. When I was at Prov, um, we had a playoff game. And uh, I, like, sprained my ankle the day before. And it was, like, questionable if I should even play or not. Uh, so I taped up, but I taped up my ankle. I went out and played. We were playing against the U of W mm-hmm. at U of W. And I had like a, a 20, 20 and 10 game. So for the non-basketball fans, I had about 20 points, 10 rebounds, double-double. Um, and I had like, it was one of my one of my better games of the season. And I ended up winning like the like player of the game. We, we did lose, unfortunately. But that was just one of those ones where um, I, I played a great game even though I was injured. Mm. And and put my help put my team in a position to you know to compete that game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, also, just like little <laughs> little things. Um, in grade twelve, we were playing against I think it was Lactabani, and I had a chase down block. Like one of my teammates turned the ball over, and I, I like chased down block. Basically, uh, ran back behind him, and I like blocked the ball so hard, it bounced. Off of, like, a, he put up the lip, 
I hit it off of the, I don't know if it was off the wall or off the glass, <laughs> but I hit it so hard that it almost hit their coach on their bench. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like this block that my teammates talked about for like the rest of the season. Nice. Uh, it was like pretty, pretty sick moment for sure. Those are, I got other good ones, but those are two like stick out in my mind. Yeah. Oh, for me, there is a lot that I could think, but like for me, some of the best moments in sports for myself were the moments, well, to get religious, that I felt God's presence on the soccer field growing up. Like, uh, there was this one, also against Lactabani. Oh, <laughs> Lactabani. I, the mortal uh, enemy. Yeah. I had done just, it was the worst warm-up for a soccer game I had in my entire life. Like, somebody put a cross in, and I was just like, and I hit it away with my hands. <laughs> and I was just like, my head is nowhere. And then I, like, partially sprained my ankle, and I was, like, sitting there tightening up my cleat because that's all I could do at that point. And I was just praying, and I was just like, God, like, I got nothing today. You're going to have to do this one for me. Like, like I have zero. My head is not here. And then we went on, and the game ended up 3-1, to one, mm -hmm. and I had scored all of our goals. Nice. And one of them was, like... Oh, I remember Adam Redfern was like telling me to pass it up to him. And in my <laughs> mind, I was just like, man, but like you don't pass. And so I was like, man. I'm not going to pass. No. Which is the worst <laughs> mentality ever. But in high school, somehow that made sense. And so I just took like one more step forward and just hammered the ball. And the goalie went all the way to the left side of the net. And the ball just curled right into the mm. middle of the net. And nice. just the look on the goalie's face like, like what? How, How did, did it get happen? over yeah. there? <laughs> I was just like, ha ha. So that's one of them. And another God moment on the soccer pitch. I was taking a corner. It was just community soccer. But I was taking a corner. And it was a really windy day in Blumenort. And, uh, or no, it, this wasn't the windy day one. Sorry, I've scored on two corner kicks. The God moment was on a not overly windy day. And I got to the corner, and I was just like, I don't know, I was kind of praying in my mind, and then all of a sudden, I could just feel the wind pick up. <laughs> yeah. And I look at my team, and I'm like, nobody is ready for this corner kick at all. Yeah. Like, you know when you can kind of just look, and everybody's just like, prepared what, and what's like, about to happen? No. And so I was like, I'm, I'm just going to go for the goal. And it just happened perfectly where, like, since the wind picked up, I could curl it in enough. Mm. And it curled enough that the goalie went out thinking it was going to be back. And then he had to run back. And he ended up slapping it into his own net because of the curl. Yeah. And it was just like, ah, woo-hoo, <laughs> woo-hoo, Lloyd. And then my That's favorite basketball moment was when I was just kind of, I was pretty fresh out of high school. So I was pretty terrible at basketball still. <laughs> but I could dunk. And... This one guy, we were playing just a scrimmage at the U of W, and they didn't box me out. And I was like, oh, usually like, usually I'm the tall guy, so they're just making sure they box me out for rebounds and whatnot. One of our guys shot a three. They didn't box me out. And I was like, nice, perfect lane. And so I was just like, I'm just going to jump as high as I can. And so I, the, the other big had already turned around to look, because there was like a bunch of guys underneath the net. He had already turned around to look. For the rebound and I jumped behind him mm -hmm. I I used his shoulder a little bit and got a little <laughs> extra height but 
the ball bounced so perfectly off the back of the rim and I caught it way behind my head and it went perfectly into my hand and I just hammered it in there as hard as I could. And it's one of those, like, when you get those, the whole gym, anybody who's within earshot is all going, what? And when you get, like, people who you consider to be very good basketball players being like, dude, that was sick. And when you get, like, recognition from people who play or see a lot of basketball, it's like, yeah. Especially at, like, the time when I was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for those who don't know, Lloyd has dunked on some some people, for sure. Yeah. In his day. In his heyday. Uh, admittedly, but the dunk on people, not common. The dunk on breakaways and whatnot, that's pretty common. Yeah. I saw you dunk on Anthony once, that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that was huge, I remember that. <laughs> I was just, like, I was just surprised that, like, no, but, like, I had an open lane. Why are you jumping in front of me? <laughs> Don't, don't do jump. that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. You know how tall I am. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, for me, didn't play much sports after high school or like serious sports. Um, but I guess like some of my highlights, I think, would for me personally are just like making the Manitoba Summer Games in 2004 and 2006. Oh, yeah. For um, curling, right? Uh, 2004 for swimming and 2006 for curling. I mean, admittingly, qualification for that is like uh, for the Summer Games in swimming, 2004. I literally, like, was the only person in the, like, pool. And it's just basically, do not get disqualified. So don't <laughs> don't touch the ball in the pool and don't do anything stupid. Just, like, swim the race. You don't have oh, to do Oh, you can't that. touch the ball in the pool? No. So it's, like, just just swim the race. Do it normally. You don't have to do it fast. And you're making the matchup with team. Like, you're making Team East, man. So nice. Got qualified for there. Uh, I actually won two medals in that summer game. So nice. I'll take credit for that. That's got really good. Two bronze and a silver. I got, I played like badminton in that. I got like seventh out of eighth, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the 2006, uh, the games were in Beausager. Um, oh, yeah, that was the one I was in, yeah. But we came second place in the qualifying tournament, which, I mean, you rightfully then should earn like the host team if you're second place in the tournament. But we also like, the way they did it was the best team from the like Beausager, Garson, Tyndall area. Yeah. Um, so therefore, we also were the best team in that area. So we qualified like. We didn't win and qualified, but we still qualified, which is cool. Uh, the highlight from that tournament, though, is that um, in the free press, which I'm like looking back, I like I get, but it's also kind of on them. They had their, like the ratings of teams. Oh yeah. So for like each sport, um, so obviously if you're the host, you're whatever team eight. I think there's eight teams. Yeah. Uh, you're last place because you're not technically even supposed to be there. Um, if you're any other team that like your caliber kind of thing. Uh, and then Team Eastman actually was team number one, which we've played them. We lost to them in the finals of the qualification tournament, so we obviously knew who they were. Uh, we also shared a room with them in the dorms at the tournament. Ooh, right. um, AKA the elementary school. The elementary school on the floor <laughs> on mats. And we played them the very first game of the actual like Winter Games tournament, and we beat them. Nice. And it was, yeah, it was amazing for us. That's like the first, that's the only sport and the time where I think like. There has been a huge audience for my team, like a significantly huge audience. I've never seen the curling rink in Bozier like that filled. Mm. And like for, cause you're the team from Bozier and it's all like people wanting to cheer for the team in Bozier. Like I've never, like it was just like crazy. Um, and winning. And then we had to go back to the room like 30 minutes after the game and be in the same room as this team that's like supposed to be the favorites. And we just beat them and we're just like, so, uh, suck it. <laughs> anyone want to play a game of cards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone want to play some Uno? 
Uno. No. Okay, cool. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is the tournament where you met our good friend Leah Friesen. It is. This is the same tournament. Leah played volleyball uh, in the 2006 Winter Games, and that's where I met her, our teams. Our curling team and their volleyball team met while we were at one of the social events that they put on during the tournament for the people. So, like, <laughs> we, our curling team was, like, well, because, okay, Robert also probably had to do this. Like, we the games were in Bozager. We live in Bozager, but they force you to stay in the dorm. They didn't dorms. force you. They for they... Oh, my mom, like, strongly suggested, but, like, I always had an option. I, I didn't uh, want to, we... but my, I think my mom forced me to. I'm pretty sure it was, like... I'm pretty sure, okay, obviously they can't force you. I don't think they can force anyone yeah, to do anything. Like, We've locked the but school, I think, like, you're in it, kid. I think it was, like, strongly <laughs> communicated that, like, the host team, people from Bozier should be still staying, like, And it kind of makes sense it just does, like, for the fact that, like, yeah, like, advantage-wise. Like, like, you slept in on... your own bed last night. <laughs> we you slept, slept on... in a mat yeah. in a gymnasium. Exactly. Um, so we were, like, just like us, we are just like, ugh, like, why are we at the B here? This is kind of, like, I would be at home playing video games. I'd be at home playing Madden, like... I remember, like, hanging out with people from, like, the... That were in, like, the bowling games. Yeah. I mean, like, these kids are weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so we were just, like, sitting off to... Like, it was, I think, a dance, and we were just, like, sitting off to one of, the, like, the tables on the side that had board games on it. Yeah. And we just, like, opened up the Clue game, and we weren't even playing Clue. We were just, like, fiddling with all the pieces. And then Leah's uh, volleyball team came up, and we were like, oh, we were gonna play Clue. And we are like, okay, here, take it. We're not playing with it. And then just out, somehow I ended up talking to them and hanging out with them for the rest of the tournament. So... There's there's the the origin story pre cell phone days yeah pre cell phone it's funny days. how like think you think about it and you're like oh that's cool now we've met you guys we should hang out some more we should play more board games we're like how will we find you yeah <laughs> <laughs> no was that MSN Messenger yet yeah oh, but you MSN wouldn't MSN. have it at yeah. that tournament though yeah I mean we didn't have laptops or phones yeah so. but the, you you could write down there of course everyone adds each other on MSN yeah I was an MSN addict back well, in the day. I got all the babes on MSN Messenger. <laughs> I didn't. You don't get the babes. You spit mad just... game and then you don't talk to them yeah. at school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much how it goes. No, um, I had a bunch. Of, mine were always like girls from camp and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So you're just chatting up all these Christian girls from <laughs> nowhere near where you are. So it's like I'm never gonna see you, but we probably like each other. <laughs> so I was like, I'm from Stead. Where are you from? Yeah. Winnipeg. <laughs> I go there once a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where the Burger King is, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's where the mall. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those would be like, I guess, the thing my highlights for sports. Uh, recent memory: don't really play sports as much, or in a serious way, uh, where like winning or losing even matters that much. Um, in the leagues that we do play in, so like frisbee, we're in like the bottom tier. So even then, it's not like the most serious thing in the world. Uh, but I do like. Yeah, when you have a highlight play. So, like, a few weeks ago, I had this nice, like, sideline catch where oh, yeah. I, like, had a toe tap down and stuff. Those, like, plays stick in my mind still. Bird makes those sick catches, man. But what best. about that one soccer game, Skipper? I mean, he already said this during his wedding speech. and Yeah, I used this re- in my wedding speech. You can re- I am way more sober right now than I was at the wedding speech. Uh, anyways. That's good. <laughs> Skipper scored two goals, just lobbing it in, yeah. thinking he was crossing, crossing it, and, and they both went it, like, <laughs> back to back yeah. in the same game. Yeah. It's, it was great. It uh, was. Two goals. It's pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, and then, so, last question, well, last formal question, Lloyd had one, and I actually thought of another one. We can continue this three-hour podcast. Holy smokes. <laughs> uh, we're at two hours now. Um, oh, we can cut out whatever we want. Yeah, we'll edit it down. Um, what is your sports low light or the moment of shame in sports? Your personal moment okay. of shame in sports. 
You want to go first, Rob? Well, I actually wrote. I just sort of wrote. Well, I wrote a lot of stuff down, so I'll just had to read what I wrote yeah. because like, I got a lot of low lights. <laughs> I've probably had a lot. I've been dunked on. I've had my ankles broken. I've missed game-winning shots. I've been laid out in lacrosse and hockey. But I think the worst one <laughs> was it in high school. Uh, in my grade 12 year, we were playing against Whitemouth. Now, for probably, like, I have no many, I don't know exactly how many years in a row, but, like, Bozier had won the basketball championships many years in a row, and we were playing Whitemouth in the finals in Whitemouth. I got dunked on that game, and then we also lost it, and that was one of, like, that was one of my, like, actual lowlights yeah. that I felt, like, really down about losing that game. That's that was one of the worst ones for sure. Well, I got two stories. One I just thought of right now, <laughs> but it was uh, yeah, and they're both basketball. Yeah. Uh, one of them, I was playing rec with these guys that are, oh, they're definitely like CIS level, or like lots of them have played CIS and whatnot, or they'd probably be a little lower than CIS at this point. But I will do that to you. Yeah, <laughs> but this one guy, I was guarding him. He was pretty good, and he was like a YMCA player. I think his name's Tilly. Oh, I know Tilly, yeah. Yeah, He's that a pilot. Oh, I didn't even know that. Anyways, I was guarding him, and he just crossed me up really badly. Yeah. And it was like, oh, man. And then we went back down the floor, and I could not keep him in front of me. Like, I was trying to play defense, and literally every time he would do any crossover move... I would just be destroyed. And that whole game was just like a joke because Lloyd's ankles were mm. rubber. So that was definitely a playing with people that you like want them to respect you as a basketball player yeah. and your defense is just the worst. I later learned how to play actual defense <laughs> and got better. And then the second low light for me would be we were doing a scrimmage at the U of W. This is kind of fresh out of high school. I have no idea about what good basketball is and what terrible basketball is. Yeah. And we're playing against the actual CIS team, and I am nowhere near a CIS <laughs> caliber player. And they had gotten a steal, and a, their player ran down, and I... Uh, I chased after him, assuming I would just be getting the ball and throwing it in after. But he just he just tossed up just the worst-looking layup I've ever seen in my life. It just went off the back end, so off the glass. So I jump up to go grab this rebound, thinking, I thought this guy was supposed to be a really <laughs> good player. And then I feel somebody behind me, his legs <laughs> on my back his crotch on the back of my head and like you kind of look up and this guy's just over you grabbing the rebound and just dunking on your head uh, it was one of those moments where what a shitty like, layup yeah. i'll go get that rebound I, my head was, I was just like oh my goodness like how did you screw that up that bad and then oh you were throwing an alley up to the guy behind me it was like <laughs> one of those hilarious. moments where where my highlight was that dunk that made everybody go nuts yeah yeah this dunk made everybody go, go nuts. nuts. Yeah, but <laughs> and you're at the yeah. I was on the, the receiving end the of balls that end one. Of that joke. Yeah, exactly. No, that would definitely be a low light. Yeah. 
I've been dunked on lots of times. <laughs> Sucks though. <laughs> but like, there's being dunked on, and then there's being embarrassingly dunked on. Like, I've been dunked on a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Actually, not that much. Much, but there's like, you're putting up a good effort. Like, there's those, and then there's like. Oh, he had no idea what he was doing, and that guy just hammer dunked it on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, like, um, because I think at a younger age I stopped taking sports as serious. <laughs> um, and like I said, like not that I wouldn't care about winning or losing, just like those things didn't like last with me longer than mm-hmm. those like, shame moments. Those shame didn't. moments. So nothing really like comes back and really sticks to memory. Um, that I had like these. Very specific moments. Actually, but when Robert said that um, being laid out in lacrosse, there's a moment. It's not really. I don't really feel it as a, like my sports shame moment. Um, but I remember when I was in grade twelve playing uh, on the field lacrosse team for school. Um, so lacrosse still in Bozier at the time was very like you had players who were good and mm-hmm. you had like people who were like athletic and like help contribute to the team, but, like, maybe weren't the best skilled lacrosse players, but they're, like... They're good athletes. They're good athletes. And then you also... Because the team had to be big, but you didn't have, like, the big selection to choose from, you also still had players who weren't good, and but they still had, like, they still had playing time because the team is, like, that's who you can choose from, right? Um, So there was a game. It was uh, (laughs) either... might have been playoffs. It might have been... But it canceled out because we were playing in small teams that were all in the same boat. Not always. Not always. Some, Some, like... I think lacrosse, like, like maybe it was one of the sports that there was pretty good, um, I don't know, like parody throughout the, like our school division, um, because there's only like us, Seguin, who was pretty good at lacrosse, and Powerview even was pretty good at lacrosse, just because of, like, I don't know, they, I there's only the, the nice teams. Thing about lacrosse is like the other teams in our division for school lacrosse were actually good. Yeah. Like in basketball, like Seguin and lots of those other teams. They, end, they up, weren't good. end up just kind of even making you worse because you're used to playing yeah. down to these teams and then you go to yeah. the city and just get destroyed because Ooh. I'm not yeah. used to be somebody being able to actually defend. Defend, yeah. yeah. And um, what, what happened, I think, with some of those teams, like you get like a white mouth or a lactobani where they do take it seriously every few years. And so you yeah. have like a group mm. of kids that are the same age and when they all become grade 11, grade 12, then the team gets good. good. But then, then they're good for, then they're bad for another three or four yeah. years. Yeah, I oh, that's that. totally fair enough. Uh, actually, but this was actually a tournament uh, or playoffs. So it was against a city because you also in lacrosse because there's not this is you talking about field field right? lacrosse yeah. in the school. Um, there isn't the same like I think there's only one division or at the time there was only one division. So all schools playing field lacrosse played against each other. Yeah, um, it wasn't like we're Div One or Div A, One A, Two A, Triple A kind of thing. Everyone just played against each other. It was a tournament. I do remember in Power View, um, but I think we were playing one of the city teams. They're a good, good, decent team. It was a close game, actually. Um, but being a, one of, like, by grade 12, I would definitely... I was actually, like, the... I'm not, like, I'm not trying to break. Like, I was, like, the most experienced lacrosse player on the team because... Uh, stop bragging. That's... Well, it's, like, a, it's a fact. fact. <laughs> um, like, I me and I remember me and Tyson Kennedy were, like, the two lacrosse players who played before, like, we brought a team to Bozicher. Um So, um, kind of, like, had the skills, uh, experience... Um, we were, I think, down by one point late in the game, and one of the players just like lobbed one up, and me being like, <laughs> like from like our own goal, and I was so in field across. If you were forward, you can't pass half. Um, you only can have a certain number of players in each zone. So you, technically, you can, but then a mid has to stay on your side. So you only like, it's illegal. You have too many players on one side. 
So I can't cross half. So I'm like standing at half. This pass gets lobbed, and it was like, so I can't pass the like the center line. That pass would have like maybe two feet over my head from the center line. So like standing on the center line is kind of like boxing at the defender who's behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought who I thought actually was like on my back trying to box me out because um, he was, and then I went up to go jump. I guess he like backed off right before that, and then assuming I was gonna catch it, and like just rocked me while I jumped up midair, like trying to catch a <laughs> like a pass like this, like absolutely rocked me. I like I wasn't injured, but it was like it was a moment where I just like got rocked. I, I, I like I could have got up and ran away, but I was just like. Just want to lie here for a I'm second. Gonna, I'm just going to take this moment. Like, <laughs> ouch, that hurt. But I uh, I just don't want to get up right now. <laughs> um, and I think we end up losing that game anyway. Um, but, yeah, that's a moment. Um, and then in more, like, recent memories, I guess. Um, like, when we played indoor soccer as a goalie, I let in some, like, pretty weak goals, which are always, like, frustrating. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Um, but, yeah, those are my my moments of shame, I guess. I have Your low lights. my low lights. All right. So those are the questions we prepared. Lloyd had a question. These are quicker questions, I think. Yeah, this is a quick question. What is your favorite sport or sports that you like to watch but have little to no interest in playing? Huh. Sports you like to watch to little, no interest in playing. So I said basketball. Slam ball. <laughs> but like. <laughs> what? You'd have no interest in playing slam so ball? So dangerous. Yeah. It's full contact, man. Like, okay, take away the fact of like that it's dangerous, but like you would, a young Rob would definitely want to play that. Well, we're talking about young or talking about right now. Oh, right now, but like, okay, like you would have interest in playing that. Don't give me that. Sure, yeah, no, even I would. though it's dangerous. Yeah, I guess I would. That's true. I mean, like for me, it's like curling. I enjoy. I actually enjoy watching curling. Really? It used to be tennis, but I actually play tennis every now and then now. Yeah, I'd be the opposite. I'd be more interested in trying to play curling than, than, than watch. watching it. I like. I guess tennis is a good one for me. Um, like, I don't play basketball. I like watching it, but I like yeah. occasionally. Like, if like when we went to the gym, I do like to shoot a basketball around. It's accessible. Whereas I think that's like a determining factor for some of them. Like, we all like watching football. We don't overly play football, but we like playing it. But it's just it's not accessible to play football um, as like maybe basketball or other sports. Um, Oh, I just had one that came to mind. I just actually, I, I got one. I okay. think like I would never like watch it on TV, but if there oh. was like suddenly a tournament in the city and I had nothing else to do, like uh, I would like to watch CPAC Tikra. Okay, like yep. I think yeah. that because it's like so just fast for the, for the awe. It's so cool. Yeah. Like the guys who are doing it are so talented, and like for me, like I wouldn't want. I mean, I have tried it in gym class for like three hours yep. total, and I wasn't good at it. But, uh, like, to watch someone do it at a high level is very, very interesting, yeah. for sure. I think this question, like, you can take it in different ways. Um, like, for me, um, taking up, like, extreme sports in my life right yeah, now, yeah. I yeah. have no interest in because of, like, the potential, um, yeah. like, what it would mean if I got yeah, injured. I don't want to learn how to yeah. dirt bike. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I like watching extreme. Like, I like watching snowboarding, like, when it's on the TV. If it's on, I'm, it's kind of fun to watch, but yeah. I'm not really, like willing to take that risk to add it into my life um yeah. which is a sport where you kind of have I to invest really your feel life like doing a backflip with a it, snowmobile at this point exactly yeah. um so yeah i'd say maybe extreme sports i gotta go to work sure. on monday that makes sense to me yeah no i agree with extreme sports yeah. all right my impromptu question on the spot uh, if you i feel like this is maybe something you've uh, had thought of maybe um which player do you identify the most with in any sports league um, for like who you are as a sports player. 
As a sports player? So if it's like a basketball, as a basketball player, who do you like see yourself as? Like who's the best representation of you as a professional level? So obviously they'd be better than you. Yeah. Um, but like, who do you like? LeBron James. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Not even close. I'd be AK-47. That Russian guy. I'm pretty sure he's Andre like Karolinko? Yeah, Karolinko. Yeah. Ah, also that's because... A good, that's a good question. Hmm. Yeah. I used to think, like, like a lot of times, when I was starting to play basketball, I modeled a lot of what I was doing after DeMar, like, mm. coming up and, like, coming off of screens and shooting, like, elbow jumpers, things like that. Yeah. But really, um, like, one thing that I also played, like, when I was younger was a lot like Andre Iguodala. Um, basically he, he'd never been a great three point shooter, but he was, you know, he was, he was known for being like a lockdown wing. Yeah. Uh, he's now at this point in his career, he's like accepted, like, okay, I'm not like the greatest. I can come off the bench and, uh, you know, still be a valuable, valuable member of a, of a six championship. Of yeah. He was, he won six, he won six men of the year. And then also when he was younger, he was like, you know, leading a playoff team. Um, so I think, yeah, I'd say, I'd say Andre Godala. Awesome. Cool. Well, I don't play any sports. I think there's someone to model offer, off of. So, um, Jim uh, Chaswicks, who's a professional frisbee, frisbee player. player? Uh, <laughs> no, is it the what, what was that one? Is it Josh Smith or something? The frisbee guy who does all the tricks. Oh, stuff. Brody Smith. Brody Smith. Yeah. That's the one. I definitely don't model off of him. Um, you could just say you could be like, I'm a Brody. Smith. I mean, like, <laughs> I, like frisbee, something I do like keep in like mind that like I've actually like watched football. Um, especially like cornerbacks playing for frisbee because that's kind of like a defensive system that we use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say like I'm mo- like I don't have a specific player in mind, but I would model it more off of like a a ball hawk style of cornerback than like uh, a tight coverage type of cornerback. Yeah, yeah, and Robert does too. I can attest that. Where you kind of like you sag off and you, you tempt off him and into throwing, throwing and then you go for the block or the interception. So yeah, those ones. Sweet. So those are the questions. That's the sports podcast. We uh, I did not anticipate it going this long, but we're long-winded about sports, yeah. I guess. was complaining. I mean, Patricia. Patricia. You could do this into a two-part one. Patricia was complaining. Ooh. I'll bleep out the name I said beforehand. Patricia was complaining uh, of not having a February podcast. So I think we made up for it with this podcast. Yeah, the amount yeah. of length. Um, if you're still listening at this point, thank you. If not, screw you. If not, well, you're not hearing this anyways, so... School you and your family. School you. So we're going to finish off. Whoa, and you thought I was being racist earlier. <laughs> that was for you, Tynan. <laughs> All right. Well, I think this is uh, definitely long enough to say it's a podcast. Wow, yeah. I'd say so. Have a this big... is a two, three parter. Maybe. But we might just post it as one. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But that's it for today. Uh, comments your favorite sports team and your. Yeah, comment your favorite sports team and your favorite athlete in the, in the comment section. We'll <laughs> see who's actually listening. Thanks, Lloyd, for joining us today. Yeah, you're welcome. And we'll catch you all on the flip. Grizz out. Peace.